Look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposed the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond, you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by blood. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to this episode. Thanks, Eric. Oh my goodness, if you could just see us right before the, uh, right before the show. Welcome to this episode of the Hagman Hagman Report, folks, where we're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in beautiful Northwest Pennsylvania. See, at least I'm laughing right now. Uh, anyway, we broadcast, folks, uh, every weeknight, Monday through Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time with not a moment to spare. That's right. We simulcast on Blog Talk Radio, folks. Uh, our, our our home station, our our, uh, our home base, of course, is Global Star Radio Network. But we simulcast on Blog Talk Radio, and you can watch us live and by archive right there on YouTube. Just see, there there we are. Um, our our home base on the internet is HagmanandHagman.com. Oh, actually, we've got two websites: HagmanandHagman.com for the show information to watch the show and such, and then HagmanReport.com for news show prep. News analysis and, uh, just our, our writings basically. Or, or important stories of the day. So bookmark both Hagman and Hagman.com, HagmanReport.com. Portions of the nice broadcast brought to you by Whole Tones Live. That's WholeTonesLive.com. Have you gone there yet? I just got an email today from somebody who said, wow, what a difference it has made in my life. And, uh, in, I, I gotta say, it's, it certainly has made differences in our lives, our productivity. Although, I don't think you could show it by Joe Eric. I don't know. He's he's no. I'm I'm, I'm kidding around. It it really does. It um it, it does calm the restless heart and it also makes seriously it it does make you more productive. That's WholeTonesLive.com. WholeTonesLive.com. More on that later. I've got a great show for you planned for tonight. Of course, your call during the second half of the show. News information analysis of what's t- taking place right now. Getting some sense through a. Biblical perspective, a Christian perspective, of course, coming up the first half. And then we've got a special guest, Joe. Yes, we do. We have uh, Chance coming on with us. In the first hour, we're going to uh, continue our talk with Chance and uh, 
we were talking about preparation with him. He is the owner of AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. And then what we're going to do in hours two and three, as we have been trying to do every Wednesday, is have open phone lines. And we really want to hear from first-time callers. We want to hear from you, the listeners out there, uh, specifically and especially on what we've been focusing on this weekend, which is the transgender issue that has uh, created, the media has created a firestorm with this issue, and we heard from uh, John Robertson and, and Flip Benham last night. We heard from Greg Jackson on Monday. Uh, and, and there's other news as well, but that, oh, that's yeah. specifically sure. Absolutely. Uh, there's other news. We've got a lot to get into tonight from um, Trump accusing Bill Clinton of rape and a woman coming out and attesting to that fact, something we talked about on Monday about the TSA and the long lines. Uh, we got information on that and things we were speculating about. Uh, and believed to be true, came out uh, to be true. We have economic and other geopolitical uh, news that we will get into while we take your calls. But first, let's go to Chance from AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. We'll bring him on. And uh, Chance, what do you want to get into tonight? Blessings, Doug and Joe. Listen, thank you so much for having me on today. Today's discussion is very, very important as far as preparation goes. And we all know that we have to be mentally and physically prepared, but spiritual preparation must come first. So I'd like to get right into it, guys, and talk about spiritual preparation. Let's do it. And okay, uh, folks, listen, before... get your, uh, your Bibles, get a piece of paper and a pen out. You're going to want to take some notes uh, as Chance talks, and he's going to be going through a number of important scriptures. So listen, guys, this is um, this is important. Before um, we can get mentally and physically prepared, we must be spiritually prepared. So what really does that mean? And why does the military, other nations, including the Boy Scouts of America and even the Mormons, teach these principles, but our ministers do not? This is the discussion for tonight. And you're probably thinking, well, why, are, why is not ASW discussing survival preparation and tips instead? Well, the answer is simple. We're not like your everyday preparedness company. We are, however, your brothers and sisters in Christ. And this information is as important as your prep closet. Basically, your prayer closet is as important as your prep closet. So get your pen and paper. Jot down these scriptures. They will bring you peace, clarity, and the ability to focus on what's important during the upcoming times of duress, stress, loss, pain and confusion let's get right into it one of my favorite scriptures Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me folks this scripture is so powerful but calming as well in our spirit confidence resonates through this scripture I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me well what can come against you with this knowledge what evil dare rear its face against the almighty sword of our Savior? This folks is just a warm up. Let's look at Matthew ten twenty two. Write this down, Matthew ten twenty two. And ye will be hated by all for my name's sake, for he who endures to the end will be saved. Guys and gals, brothers and sisters, you heard my good friend John Robertson and Flip Benham last night. It was a great show. 
our faith walk is not an easy journey. We will continue to be tested. Satan will continue to claw at our backs. But the reward, the reward, folks, he who endures to the end will be saved. Listen, you men out there listening, you need to stand up, be heard, witness to others, share your testimony. Together as the remnant Christian brotherhood, we can turn this all around. And possibly while doing these things, give the ultimate gift to a man, woman, or child, the gift of eternal salvation, a gift unto the Lord. Another great scripture for preparing in the upcoming battles of Ephesians 6.11. A lot of you guys are familiar with this. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. This scripture goes along with Romans 13.12. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the whole armor of light. I suggest to each and every one of you that you read Ephesians 6.11 and memorize it. See, when you put on your physical clothes in the morning, you should also be putting on your spiritual clothing, the whole armor of God. Folks, you don't know what's going to happen when you walk out that door. There's power in these words. There's protection in these words. Like a soldier for the Lord, in his battle cry, he sings these words. I will fight for the Lord. I will fight for his children. I will not submit or kneel to anyone but the Lord. For the King of Kings gives me the power to overcome my enemies. I wear with pride and honor the whole armor of God. I will not go AWOL. I will not retreat. I will fight for you, the remnant of my king. This next one, again, most of you are familiar with, but please study it. Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His trust shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, a ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Please study that scripture uh, all the way through 16. It will bring you peace, and it's very empowering. But again, we are witness to God's love and protection. And with this knowledge, fear has no place in your heart. If you are in the Word of God, you have truth on your side. That expression, and truth shall set you free, has an incredible meaning to those who have experienced firsthand the moment they truly gave their hearts to the Lord. Those of you who walk in faith, 
those who go to the Lord before any making any major decisions. So, in conclusion, I just, I want to say, you know, you now have the tools on your belt. Cinch it up tight. Listen, people, we don't think because we live in this country that we have heavy-duty persecution on coming our way, but we do. It's prophesied in the Bible. So use these lessons without any fear. Get spiritually prepared right now. I want to say thank you to Dr. Joe for allowing this training to take place, and a special thank you to Pastor Billy Crone for the encouragement that he offered today. Thank you, gentlemen. Chance, thank you for all that you do. Again, this is Chance, the owner of AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com, and he uh, comes on the show on a weekly basis to talk about survival preps, and today he was talking about the spiritual survival preps that we need. And Chance, thank you for the time that you put in to your research and to your presentation tonight. Uh, It was very helpful and insightful. Uh, it's an honor and a privilege, guys. Thank you so much for this opportunity. All right, brother. Well, you know, in addition to obviously, in addition to the um, practical preparations, we need to concentrate on on, on spiritual pre- preparations as well. And you know, it's a package deal. We can do both at the same time. And it, it just, you know, chance it, it, it amazes me how many people out there are going to be caught with their pants down, figuratively, of course, or perhaps not, I don't know, but um, without any goods in storage, but without the necessary spiritual wherewithal to, to carry us through these dark days which lie ahead. And I don't care if it's Trump in the White House or if it's Sanders in the White House, two polar opposites, I suspect, by at least by their open platform overtly, um, but anything could change. But, uh, but But the fact of the matter is, Chance, it's just to me, the people without the, uh, people who lack either one need to get prepared right now. And just to be clear, you know, preparation is biblical. And Chance, you offer a lot of, and, and this is not an infomercial, but this, this is just merely a fact. You offer a lot of, a lot of, um, uh, long-term survival food and, and survival gear that, that people should be taking advantage of right now. Um, Anything, and I know you weren't prepared for this, but anything that we should know about on the physical aspects of preparation right now that you're kind of feeling maybe that, hey, you know, um, we, we need to get more, people need to get more of this or that or any one particular thing? Um, that's kind of a vague question, but I think you, you think you can kind of feel where I'm going with this. No, I mean, I would offer this. So I actually want folks listening to give us a call. I want to spend the time with you at least in half an hour. Let's schedule it. You can spend this time talking about where you're at right now in your preparation. Allow us, allow our team to guide you through the rest of the process. It might be security. It might be water storage. Whatever it is, we'll take the time. We get, you know, maybe your husband, your wife, you guys have some ideas. Let's work together. Let's get you prepared. Uh, food, water, tents, weapons, whatever you guys need, just give us a call. We're here any day but Saturday. And if you need prayer, please feel free to give us a call on Saturday. That's our All Saturday. All right. Okay. Perfect. 
Chance, thanks so much. God bless, and uh, thanks for the words of encouragement, spiritual encouragement, spiritual armor. We need that. Thank you. God bless you as well. All right. And that was Chance from American Survival Wholesale, folks. Of course, uh, um, offering spiritual encouragement, spiritual uh, back, the spiritual backbone. We're going to need to fight this. And believe me, if you don't think that this is a uh, this is a spiritual battle, consider this. This was in the uh, Mirror from the UK today. Consider this: the mass case of demonic possession has caused some students to suffer from seizures while others have fainted at the school. How many people have seen this? Okay, About uh, nearly 100 school children are thought to have been, quote, possessed by the devil. And they've been seeing visions of a man in black trying to kill them. All right. This is a headline out of the U.K. And I'm amazed at how many people will just blow this off and think nothing of it. You know, we have all of this talk about Slender Man, um, and, and about other deities here. And, and, and Steve Quayle talks about this and has talked about this. Pastor Langford's talked about this. But, but consider, though, what's going on in the UK. It's been described as a mass case of demonic possession. Pupils in Peru. Uh, I'm sorry, I said the UK. This is out of the UK. The story is, but it's taking place in Peru. Um, uh, they're experiencing seizures alongside just horrifying hallucinations. Experts have struggled to explain the strange cases, which also include widespread convulsions, fainting, uh, fits at, uh, you know, convulsion fits, if you will. Uh, this school was reportedly built on a, and I'm quoting now from the article, a mafia graveyard. Okay. But according to local reports, as many as 80 students at the at, at this one particular school in northern Peru, have been experiencing contagious condition. This con, this supposedly contagious condition. Now we realize here, for example, if you have someone, there is a uh, uh, there's a, a psychosomatic stressor. If you're in an aircraft, for example, and you're or closed in space, it doesn't matter. And one person gets sick. Chances are there will be additional people getting sick, and it's not because there's some contagion flying around. It's because of the uh, psych- psychological impact of that one person being sick. Now, this is not what we're talking about necessarily. Although some will ascribe that to, to this case, kids between 11 and 14 years of age are reportedly fainting, having strong muscular convulsions. We're not talking about these little, you know, petite mall. But if you would. Uh, uh, seizures, if, if you would. These are grand mall type seizures. There's video footage that show the students who are barely conscious, repeatedly scream, reportedly screaming, and repeatedly screaming, who appear to be delirious. There's a doctor that told uh, this Pan American television station that we don't understand how this keeps going on. We know it started on the 29th of April. It's still taking place. And there are almost 80 students still affected. Now, one concerned mother whose daughter has experienced some of the symptoms said that she fainted in school. I said nothing at the hospital. She just fainted. She keeps she keeps on spitting forth from her mouth. And that's a quote from this woman. It kind of reminds you, perhaps, of uh, 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 the B-roll from The Exorcist, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, that was on the Dredge Report today also. And right above that was a story 
about a cardinal saying God is being eroded, yes. eclipsed, and liquidated in the United States. That's right. Robert Sarah warned against a demonic threat to American society and encouraged prayer. The article from usnews.com goes on to say recent events in the U.S. are destroying America's ability to connect to God, according to Cardinal Robert Sarah, a native of West Africa, uh, the nation of, of Guinea, in a keynote address at the National Catholic Prayer Breakfast in Washington, D.C., Tuesday, Cardinal Sarah said that the United States, in the United States, God is being eroded, eclipsed, and liquidated. Cardinal Sarah pointed out specific events in the name of tolerance that have contributed to this erosion, including the legalization of same-sex marriage. See, again, please, 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 it is not Legal. If it is not biblical, it is not legal. And people ask, well, how can that be? Where in the Constitution, show me, aside from the Bible, where in the Constitution does a supposed, well, a Supreme Court opinion, where does a Supreme Court opinion become law? Point that out to me in the Constitution. Don't send me a regulation from the, uh, uh, the uh, Federal Register. Don't do that. Show me where it's a law. Go on. And, and stop saying same-sex marriage, everybody. Let's call it for what it is. Sodomite. Uh, well, I'm going to quote the cardinal unions. for for what he said. Right. Again, he said, in the name of tolerance, this has contributed to the erosion, including the legalization of same-sex marriage, the obligation to accept contraception within healthcare programs, even the bathroom bills that allow men to use women's restrooms and locker rooms. Should not a biological man use the men's restroom? He said in prepared remarks. How simple can the concept be? Now, if he worked for ESPN like Kurt Schilling, he would be fired. Yeah, and by the way, Kurt Schilling was on our program uh, after he was terminated from ESPN. Uh, lays it all out, and and we just so people know that we do go right to the the, the people who are in the crosshairs of this, and you folks are going to be in the crosshairs. I guarantee you, I don't care what your station in life is, what you do, you're going to be in the crosshairs of this. Um, Boykin, while I'm at it, uh, while you're at it, Boykin, Lieutenant General William Jerry Boykin, you you know the guy, um, folks, was dismissed from his teaching post at Hamden City, Sydney College in Virginia, 10th oldest school, oldest oldest college in America, and is one of two men's colleges left in America. And uh, he was he was axed for saying, "Hey, you know what? This is BS, basically. It's the same topic." Yeah, and, and we you know heard from uh, like I said, Greg Jackson on Monday. We heard from Flip Benham yesterday, Chance today, <clears throat> about the spiritual nature of what's going on in this country. Uh, switching gears here, I want to talk about something that we mentioned on Monday. We talked about on Monday. And ask the question, pose the question to the audience, why are we seeing these lines at the TSA become yeah. such a problem uh, at this point in time in history um, when we've seen years of the TSA deal with, with uh, mass travel days, uh, holidays where lots of people travel to the summer season where more people travel? Well, why now is it just becoming a problem where, uh, you know, there's three-hour wait lines, mile-long wait lines, and we speculated as to why, and sure enough, it has come out in the news today. TSA watchdog spills secret behind long airport lines. The truth involves Obama, uh, 
nude pictures of passengers and fed-up workers, as well as money. Homeland Security Secretary Jen Johnson warns air travelers to prepare for much longer than usual airport security lines, but a Transportation Security Administration watchdog says this mess is simply a matter of the government failing to manage its resources responsibly. And in doing so, what what this all boils down to is a matter of funding. The TSA, well, Homeland Security, using the TSA, wants more taxpayer money. What they are doing is telling their employees to take their time with the passengers, create these long lines to make it appear as though there is some kind of national crisis or shortage of TSA employees or problems getting passengers screened and onto their flights. In reality, the only problem is with the bureaucracy inside Homeland Security and the want of more money. A whistleblower inside the TSA has come out and said as much. Um, In the article here, it quotes from uh, the Homeland Security Secretary Jen Johnson as well as the uh, whistleblower for the TSA. On Monday, Johnson stood at Ronald Reagan National Airport just outside Washington and told passengers to expect longer than expected wait times at the Transportation Security Administration, or TSA, as they expedite hundreds of new personnel into service to speed up the security process. In Chicago, passengers were told to arrive three hours prior to departure. The TSA claims congressional action has led to the elimination of some 4,500 personnel jobs over the past few years, and the agency simply does not have the manpower to keep it up, or to keep up. But that's just the spin, according to Chris Edwards, Director of Tax Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. He also runs Cato's Downsizing Government blog. Edwards told WorldNet Daily and Radio America that the TSA is littered with problems, starting with its existing personnel. Annual surveys of government federal employees finds the TSA and the broader Homeland Security Department have some of the poorest morale in the federal government. Edwards says the TSA has a high turnover rate for their uh, screeners, which is not good for the morale and it's not good for security. But perhaps even worse is the TSA's um, driving an ever-increasing budget in the wrong areas. TSA has spent many billions of dollars on things that don't work, Edwards says. As a result, They've staved off their budget from hiring more screeners to reduce congestion. I don't know if you saw a story the other day. They said they were having bringing in small horses and hiring clowns to entertain people in security lines. Well, how fitting is that? Bread and circuses. Mm-hmm. There's your circus, folks. You know, it's really simple. All we have to do is stop flying. All right. Uh, if if as many people look. If if you want to take a vacation drive, uh, is is your liberty? My question to you: What's more important, your vacation or your liberty? Are you thinking short term or long term? Most people are so stupid and so moronic and so dumbed down. I'm not talking to our audience listening to this, but the majority of people out there who are walking around suffering from cranial rectal inversion have no clue what's going on. And I don't believe for one moment that all of this or 100% of this is because they want money. I don't believe that one bit. I don't believe it. it well, there's two a, parts to it. Yeah, it I, I, get money. It. I get it. The congressional, uh, 
uh, budget that they're trying to pass. But secondly, they are trying to catch more passengers to sign up for the pre-screening. Right, which for 180 is a, bucks exactly, or whatever it is. Exactly. And you, gotta, you have to go and you have to give your, your basically your DNA and your facial recognition and all sorts of things. All right, you think that's a good idea? Uh, some of these people, look, uh, here's what we need to do. We need to just break off. At some point, we need to cut our losses, I believe. We can convince as many people as possible. I'm not going to give up, but I'm going to stop, uh, certainly stop arguing with people. And if you don't want to hear it, then, then have a nice day. All right. We'll see you on the other side. God help you. And, and, you know, it, it's, but, but I certainly will not ever abide by these, this notification of the United States. If people don't understand they're giving away security for their, their, or they're giving away liberties for, for the illusion of security, then, then we can't help you. Because it's gonna, here's how this is all gonna turn out. And, and I'm gonna flop back from the TSA back to the, um, uh, real, well, ultimately what's taking place is the criminalization of our society. New York City. New York City is finding businesses that don't use correct gender pronouns. Now, Infowars reported on this. Now, I'm gonna just, but, but, but hang on a second because, you know, everyone is thinking, well, this is no big deal. This is a distraction. Stop thinking it's a distraction. This is no more of a distraction as was Obama's birth, and is Obama's birthplace. I want people to understand that. All right, this is a huge part of the mosaic, the tapestry of tyranny that we are in, in, we are being uh, impaled by. New York City, finding businesses that don't use correct gender pronouns. By the way, there are 71, 71 different pronouns on Facebook that they offer. Okay. But according to the New York, New York City Civil Rights or New York City Commission on Human Rights, employees, landlords, and businesses who refuse to uh, refer to transgender people as so in, in terms of Z Z E and her H I R, are going to be in violation of the New York City Human Rights Law. Now, now let me tell you this. Okay, now <laughs> here it is. Here it is. This is the penalization via criminalization uh, of of America, of Americans. Are you telling me that if we refuse or otherwise fail to use the correct pronoun, and, and I maybe I'm giving people too much credit. I, I'm not sure how many, how many millennials even know what a pronoun is these days. It'd be like saying, calling me sir instead of mister, you know? Well... It, from the way they phrase it in the article. No, no. This is this is if you don't cater to and if you don't cater to, to what we are what we are pushing down, cramming down your throats, we're gonna fine you. And if you don't pay the fines, we're gonna throw you in jail. So it's really ultimately the criminalization. This is what this is all about. This is more encroachments on freedoms. So they are they are restructuring our language. They're telling us what to say, how to say it. They're this is so incredibly insane. That anyone and and if I if if you if you're if you're in New York City and you, and you're going if if you're okay with this, well, let me suggest something to you: turn us off. Because and if if you think that that the this transgendered thing is no big deal, go away. Seriously, I can't help you because soon it's going to be it's going to be Islam. Soon, well, already it is, to some extent. Soon, it's going to be the hate uh, going after Christians who speak 
like I am doing night to night. And so that's going to happen. Joe, I'm going to tell you right now, this will happen. We will be forced to either, either shut down or conform to this new Orwellian new speak. All right. And, and here's how we stop it. Well, what can we do about it? We don't play their game. That's simple as that. We don't, we don't comply. Just like the TSA, which you were talking about earlier. We don't comply. Well, how do you, how, how can you not comply with the TSA? You don't fly. Well, I need to fly for my job. Really? Okay. What is that? Maybe, what's my percentage? Well, how many do you think that is? Well, I want to go see grandma. I do, I do know emergencies come up, but I would suspect that a, a large percentage of the flyers out there who are, who are being subjected to the TSA grope situation, they're doing so willingly and, and for reasons that are not valid. When I say not valid, I'm, I, I, look, I don't, you want to go to, you know, Bimini or whatever, the Bahamas for your vacation. I get it. Well, why don't you go to somewhere in, in the continental United States? But we, we need to bankrupt the airlines, just as like we're doing to Target. We need to bankrupt Target. We need to bankrupt all these, these corporations who are putting up these roadblocks, who are taking us to the cleaners, who are actually making us or saying that they're going to make us conform to, to this insane policy. And, and I don't want this to be a, a just a, you know, a constant session of complaining. But, but when you look at the, and I don't mean to complain. I mean to inform. And, and by in, by inform, look at the entire picture. On the, look at the picture. Look at the box of the puzzle. The picture on the puzzle box, please. Please look at that because you're seeing a big chunk. And, and Obama, the, the people say, uh, Snopes will say, well, wait a second. Obama had nothing to do with this uh, May 13th memo. Yeah, okay. So DO, DOJ and, and DOE, um, they just, uh, yeah, they just do it on their own, right? Hey, I got an idea. They wake up from bed one morning and they say, I got, you know what we're going to do? We're going to collaborate and send out a, this uh, five-page memo of significant guidance. Now, it, 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 look where it's coming from. It's coming from the pits of hell. And and so we need to, it, it, so from from the TSA to transgenderism, to, which is not even real, I mean the word, to uh, abortions, which is child murder. We need to start using different language and not conform to the 71 uh, pronouns provided to us by Facebook. We need, we need to revolt. We need to say, not, no, we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to do this anymore. And I'll tell you something. If, the more people who get on our side, we can win purely by the numbers. I spoke briefly with Coach Dave Dobmeyer, past Salt, ptsalt.com, this morning, and, and we can win by the numbers. We could win on the numbers, but we're not. We're not, because no one gives a, a darn about going out there and making a difference. Next time you're in a car with your Aunt Nellie, and she's like, let's stop at Target the shop. No, I'm not going to stop there and, and explain why. Go pick a Target. Get in the game. And, and it, this is only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. It's going to spread from New York City to other cities, just like this this uh, this perverse perversion of marriage, this gender fluid crap, and that's what it is. It's only going to get worse. So, 
Well, we have uh, a new story on the ongoing transgender uh, mess that we see in this country. This out of, uh, looks like the Dallas-Fort Worth area, CBS, Dallas-Fort Worth. Shopper upset man allowed to use women's dressing room. A frowny woman says a Ross department store in Mesquite let a man into the woman's dressing room Monday. I was in the dressing room when we heard a man's voice, said Lisa Stickles, who said she quickly grabbed the manager and told her. She went inside the dressing room, came back out, and called me to the side and told me he was representing himself as a woman today. A customer service representative with Ross would not comment on the alleged incident, but said that they do not discriminate against the transgender community, adding customers may use changing rooms that apply to their gender identity. What about me or my feelings, Stickles said. Uh, the manager told me that if I felt uncomfortable in the dressing room with him there, I'd have to wait until he's finished. Stickles said she waited and was shocked when she watched the man walk out. He was in no way dressed as a woman. He had on jeans and a t-shirt, as well as a five o'clock shadow and a very deep voice. He was a man. Other large retailers across North Texas are varying, have varying policies on transgender customers who want to use restrooms and changing rooms. Now, here is a, a short list of what some of the stores who allow this and, and some who are not. Target, TJ Maxx, and Marshalls all allow customers to decide based on their gender identity uh, which restrooms or facilities they will use. Okay, so uh, so I, 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 you know what, I feel like a, a pit bull today. <laughs> so what, 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 do I, what do I dress? <laughs> we, or not dress, what do I pee or dress? We're taking you to the pound. Yeah, well. But, uh, no, here, representatives from Kohl's say they require their customers to use the facilities aligned with their biological gender. Meaning, okay. of course. Kohl's says men's rooms are for men with ladies' rooms. You got a dangling participle, there's your room. Walmart has no okay. specific policy on uh, record, according to the customer service representative spoken to for the purposes of this article. None of the companies would discuss how they train their employees to handle customers who claim to be transgendered. End of article. So, seems like each day we go by, we have another incident. Thankfully, this was not violence. Uh, there was no violence. As I told you yesterday, there was over the weekend, either Monday or over the weekend, a 30 to 33 year old man choked an eight year old girl inside of a girl's bathroom. Well, he would have done that anyway. See, <laughs> that's this is this is the defense. He would have done that anyway. He was the proclivity for violence and pedophilia, of course. Never mind the fact that they're giving this this man a leg up, and I mean that literally as well. Okay, uh, go, yeah. See, and and let, let me explain to you some the good news on this. Well, too. well wait, wait a second, because I, I, good news before the good news, because I got some other news here. You know, it's amazing when we talk about this issue. It's amazing the the. Um, uh, the emails I get, and we here at the studio have received packages, and I explained this before, okay, and you get these idiots bloggers out there who say, oh, he got a package, it, it, if it was anthrax or something bad, you know, oh my gosh, I, would, I wouldn't talk about it on the air, I mean, he must have got nothing. Well, you want me to bring the, the, the used condoms here and show you on air? Is that what you want me to do? 
Because, see, that's what we're talking about, okay? This is the tolerance of the... the <laughs> this is the tolerance level, the love embraced by the people who are on this, who are, and who are activating this. I'm going to read an email we just this. got. I believe you said... Yeah, oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. Let me read this. Let me take Yeah, because I, I... This is from Gary. Gary. And its subject is gays. And I'm being serious when, I, when I'm... Now, now listen carefully, because this... Okay. Dear Doug and Joe... My eyes twitching. I am a devout gay Christian, and I find your views highly offensive on gay people. It seems to me that both of you have the soul of the devil inside you, and not the soul of God inside you. The Holy Bible is about love, and there is nothing wrong with another man... Can I read the rest? Yes, you can. Say it verbatim. There's nothing wrong with another man penetrating another man. Love is love. Okay. I'll say this, Gary. Yeah, go ahead. I I am not offended that you're gay. I have nothing against you as a gay man. Uh First of all, he's not. Is he happy? Sin is sin. We all sin. We're not to, to, to immorally judge another person. We, we don't condemn people to hell. Uh, we are to judge uh, situationally, but we do not judge souls. Uh, if you are we, offended right, about right. our positions and opinions on, do me a favor, don't listen on policies where women and children are going to be subject to. Uh, Crimes, uh, wait a violence. second, because there are people who, 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 who have like who have stuff in their ears. Apparently, this is a baby. It sounds like apparently. judgment to me. Okay, no, we're judging. You the judge judgment character. is you don't judge souls. Right, exactly. We judge every single day. You judge every single day. I judge every single day. Everyone judges every single day. They make judgment calls. You heard Pastor Langford talk about this. Don't say, "Well, it sounds like judgment to me." Of course, it's judgment. What's the difference? It's not judging. It's ju- not judging the soul of the man or the soul of the person it is judging the act and the statements do is people understand that judging when you discern something are you of judging course. something yeah well, yeah okay exactly. you've got to discern no, I mean, the environment and then an judge and then act right i mean we discern many things you know sometimes people uh, are going to get into their car and they get this terrible feeling something bad's going to happen and say they you know, go back in their house for a few minutes and come back out and find out, you know, if they would have left when they did, they would have been in a massive car. Well, that, that's I mean, we acting on through, a feeling, okay? Right. But, but see, an example. here's why I'm really, I get really fired up about this is because it is so important for our Christian and our uh, Christian heritage and our Christian belief system, because if we don't do something about this right now, remember when they passed the Burgerfeld, it was just about love just about love between a man and a man and a woman and a woman that's all it was about we don't want anything more we just want equal rights equal treatment and we told you back then it wasn't about love that was nothing about it 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 had nothing to do with it it was about pushing and pushing and pushing and being tools being idiots being useful idiots of the new world order the globalist agenda these luciferian power 
idiots out there, the powers behind the powers who are who are making or dangling, who have you on marionette strings when you when you wave the rainbow flag and and type in uh, hashtag love wins. Okay, you, you're being a useful idiot because what the end game objective here is at the end of the day, you are going to be hanging by the neck at the end of a rope by the very same people who are who are supporting you. This is to cause chaos, cause division, and cause resentment to the extent that there will be a war. It'll be based in race. It'll be based in gender. Gender, of course, is, well, forgive me for using terms not properly. And it'll be based in haves versus have-nots and political as well as a social ideology. This is what they're trying to do. And this is what they are, have done. And this is what you, little little flag, you know, uh, rainbow flag wearing Gary's out there, um, and waving Gary's out there and, and, you know, enjoying it by, by typing the word penetrating another man, thinking, oh, this is pretty cool. I'm going to do that. Don't tell me, okay, that you thought, you know, don't tell me that. I was just, okay, you see, you're sick. Seek help. Because homosexuality is basically a mental illness. It's a behavioral trait that speaks of mental illness. Now, if you want to say that I'm judging, then, then go right ahead. Uh, that's judgmental? Fine. That's my judgment. And I've got a right to say that. I've got every right to say that. And if I lose sponsors over that, I don't care. If I lose supporters over that, I don't care. Because the big deal is, this is a big deal, the the, the larger picture, to, until people understand what is going on. Because, see, this is related to the abortion issue. Promiscuity is related to, to the mass slaughter of unborn children and the, the Luciferian demonic possession. We just talked about 100 children being de- demonically possessed. And I, and I guarantee you on that story. I guarantee you that some uh, psychologist or psychiatrist or a group of them will come out and say, well, you know, it was just because one person got sick and the other person you like know, got sick. Like what they tried to do with the Salem witch trials. They said they, they've, uh, you know, scientists have went back and tried to blame the uh, hallucinations and other things on some kind of weird you know, forest moss that infected. Yeah, that's part of it. But but the but the contagion aspect of it. Well, it really there was nothing contagious here because um, you know, and, and you see it on you see it be, we we get pre-programmed on on uh, television where some of the crime dramas, the hour-long crime dramas, will show, for example, someone getting sick on an airplane and other people getting sick, and come to find out, oh wait a minute, it was nothing. It was just the other people, you know, having their. Um, uh, reacting to to the their, the people next next time. You know what a good example of this is, and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But when we were coming back from Dallas, uh, on our flight from Dallas to Chicago, we were uh, my wife and I were in the very back of the plane, and then That's where we put Eric you. and Jackie were in front of us, and then and then uh, you two were in front of Eric and Jackie. We well, were flying first class. Wait a minute, yeah. I don't think that plane had first class. Well, my wife, uh, you know, maybe I don't know, twenty minutes after we took off, went to the bathroom. And it was about a two-hour flight, I think. Two-hour, 20-minute flights. And she went to the bathroom about 20 minutes into the flight. First person to go to the bathroom. But after she went, the bathroom, people can kept going to the bathroom. I even saw some people going twice during the flight. The line did not stop until we landed. Why? Whether that, I don't know. That's what I mean. If it's something of a... Uh, like you said, you know, sometimes you can see connections where one person gets sick and then another person gets sick uh, in a confined uh, space. And, that's just suggestibility, obviously. Right. You know. But, you know, I, I even pointed it out to her and said, you know, look what you started. Um, 
and I've been on a few flights, and I've never seen that many people go to the restroom during a, that, that short of a flight. Right. And, it, I mean, I don't know. We do have a big problem here in this country. We have to rewire the way we think because the way we think is been programmed by our environment and what we subject ourselves to. And for most of us, that is mainstream media through radio, TV, and print. And our routines from our work to our family life. And we have been, we are like uh, zoo animals, caged, and we don't even know the the, the cages that confine us. Exactly. We have to rewire ourselves and rewire our brains to be able, it's like how we we hear uh, pastors talk about and how we talk about how we put God in a box. We put ourselves in a box. Yep. And until we try new things, until we step out of our comfort zone, and until we uh, ask God to show us the world for the way it is and for guidance in, in our walk in this world and what we need to do in it, we will be stuck in that self-created cage. Uh, it's as simple as that. We create our own realities oh, through our mindsets. We Perception becomes reality to yeah. a lot of people, and that's something that... Uh, Something that people have to realize. The good news. Okay. Before you continue. Because on the other side of this, we got to talk about the secret G20 meeting in Ireland and what Dave Hodges has been reporting on and the level of threats, uh, to Dave Hodges and the alternative media about the G20 and about what's taking place and what could be taking place here in the near term. But go ahead with your good news because we're going to need it and prep for this. Uh, today, Target is down, uh, this week, they're down another 10% overall. We're talking billions of dollars. Um, <laughs> about three weeks ago, let me see. Let me make sure I get this right. Their high, 52-week high was 85.81, but I believe that was closer to three months ago than it was. Uh, We're down in money. Yeah, oh now here, here we go. What am I going to do? The three-month. I can't buy my Mercedes. <laughs> I don't think Target sells Mercedes. No, I mean, no, their high was on stock. April, the very beginning of April. They had a, their, their high stock for the 52 weeks was $85.81. Right now they're down to $65. What's, how low will it go? Let's see if we can get them down to five bucks. And let's put some short options on those stocks while we're at it too. Hey, make we can all, let's all pull our, pull our money together and let's see if we can't like do something. But think about what this. Okay, now I got, I got we know the U.S. economy is, is very fragile, very weak. Uh, inflation is, is so close to to really uh, showing its ugly face. The manufacturing sector has been gutted out of this country. No, we're bringing in these slave the wage goods into stores like Walmart and Target. What better way to covertly destroy companies? And, Instead of having an economic collapse due to, you know, corporate meltdowns, what if they were doing it this way? Having policy, having stores or corporations embrace ridiculous policies that they know customers will reject that will put them out of business. Yes. What are you saying? I mean, what if it's, there's more to this than just. Oh, uh, no. I, I, well. I, mean, I hope that's not the case. I, I don't think that that would be. I, I think that in, in this case, at least this is my view based on what I've seen and researched, that it, very simply it is what it is. Uh, how can you... Well, see, they did this in Canada, and they went out of business. Target did. 
So they learned. They already went through this one. The, the socialist country to our north, Justin Trudeau. I'll, I'll, everything's free. I'm just saying there's something we need to keep our eye on. Because, as I read to you earlier in the article, Walmart has not taken a stance on the uh, gender identity bathroom issue. Kohl's refuses to, but we have TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and there was another one in there uh, that have embraced. You know, you know instead of protesting, maybe we should carry, carry around those... Men and women, not the signs, not the universal, you know, I can't read, so I need a picture to see somebody of a, a girl or a guy in a, a girl in a skirt or a guy in pants. Um, you know, or, 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 no, maybe we should just put like men, you know, you remember those old time signs, men and women, you know, they, they actually had letters that said M-E-N and then W-O-M-E-N. I, I was okay with those. Maybe we should carry around those and like, uh, nail them to, well, that would be defacing property, so we can't really do that. No, I'm not in any way, shape, or form advocating defacing property. i got enough people on my butt. I don't need somebody to call and say, hey, you advocated defacing property. Believe me. I, uh, um, yeah, but maybe we should uh, somehow use those. But but then again, we'd have to have six languages, right? We'd have to have Spanish, Chinese, Muslim, or, you know, Farsi. Not Muslim, sorry. Farsi. Yeah, the bonics, pig Latin. <laughs> so here really? come the emails. <laughs> uh, Gary, Gary wrote back and said, "Yeah, I just wanted to wind you guys up. I figured as much, <laughs> but 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 you know what? But, but see, trust me when I tell you that this is the this is really an important issue where." And and I got an email here saying, "Oh, come on, we get off this topic already." Well. Yeah, I understand. People tire of the topics. There's other things out there. We dedicated a lot of uh, mic time to this. I get it. In, in the waning minute and a half here, I'll just I'll just short up by saying this: this is the one of the tro- big Trojan horses that has entered the country, folks. It is not just just as abortion had nothing to do with women's rights, reproductive health at all. It had nothing whatsoever to do with it. This has nothing to do with, uh, with equal rights for people who, uh, who, who go, uh, you know, who feel themselves to be a man or a woman or a homosexual or whatever. And one of the best books I've seen on the subject was written by Alan Sears and Craig Oston. And here it is right here. On, it lays it all out. I, I don't have any, folks, I don't have at all any, um, anything to gain by showing you this book. It's called The Homosexual, the Homosexual Agenda. Agenda. All right, all right. Understand it because this hits a lot of big time issues. And if you don't have time to read, um, well, make time, you know. Make time. This is good. It lays out the agenda, what they're trying to do, how closely it relates to communism, how closely it relates to the New World Order. You have to kind of read read uh, more into that. Your phone call. Uh, yeah. Let's at the bottom of the next hour because we have to get into the G20 and such at the bottom of the hour. This is the Global Star Radio Network. 
Look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Welcome back, folks, to this hour of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're going to be starting off with your calls at the bottom of the hour. Um, we have a couple of, so, so much to get into. Uh, I do want to direct your attention um, here. Uh, prepare. Prepare for what will be going Okay, let me try this over again. Prepare for what we are going to be talking about by going to the commonsensual.com. Very important um, news here. And uh, I swallowed my coffee wrong, I think, uh, during the break. My purple stick is not, uh, that was two, actually two purple sticks ago. But anyway, um, yeah, go to the commonsenshow.com and click on secret G20 meeting yeah, in the, Ireland this summer. That's okay. one of the two important articles right. there. The first right. one above that Soros is collapsing the dollar and setting stage right. for World War Three. Yeah, and before we get into that, folks, please, have you tried Whole Tones? WholeTonesLive.com. Have you used that? Believe it or not, it works for me. It does calm me down. Otherwise, I'd be even more, uh, shall we say, riding the ceiling. Um, but no, Whole Tones does offer some very good therapeutic music, at least in my view. And I got an email from uh, from somebody today saying, you know, why should I even try it? They were asking me why. I should, asking me why they should try it. Uh, really. Yeah, to me, if you have to ask that question, I've done a very poor job in selling this or in endorsing this. Because here's the thing. We have people that come to us all the time, say, can, can we advertise on your show? And I think I've, I've declined. I, I don't know. I've declined a lot. I, I don't keep track. Because I can't get behind a product that's shoddy. I can't be, get behind a product that's uh, not... And that's why it took us a long time to build our store because I didn't want, for example, our coffee mug. You can go to the store, HagmanReportStore.com. Look at our coffee mug. 
And, and yes, I do know the shipping is actually more than the mug. I, I'm trying to figure this out, folks. Help, you know, just, just give me a break on this. I'm trying to figure out what we can do because it costs me as much, costs us as much to ship the mug as the, as the mug we charge for the mug. And I can attest to that as I was at the post office with you yesterday. Yeah, and I'm like, just ripping my hair out. And, and I get all that. I, I, but, but anyway, let's go back to whole tones for a second. Um, we don't endorse anything we don't use ourselves. And that's whether it's a Casper mattress or whether it is Whole Tones Live or Pro Flowers. Or Americans Travel Wholesale. Or, that's right, or Americans Travel Wholesale or Health Masters. Trust me, we do not, we, we, we refuse to. And that's what, that's one thing I, I, I have to say about WholeTonesLive.com. WholeTonesLive.com. We have had such great results from this. My wife, my dog actually responds to this. My wife has had better night's sleep since listening to this. We have had more productivity here in our office. And, and I don't, the only changed variable is Whole Tones Live. Think about it. If you can increase your productivity, Based on just the background music, and, and I, I I always played classical music in the background. This is similar to that, but it's not quite. Um, if you can increase your productivity, increase your focus, why not? You've got nothing to lose, folks. Go to WholeTonesAlive.com, and that was my answer to, to the emailer. Why should Why should you? Because number one, we believe in it. Number two, it, it will help you. It's biblically based. It's not new age. It has nothing new age about it. It's proven. Frequencies are studied by the Pentagon. Frequency or frequencies are used by used for bad. Yeah, frequencies, sound weapons. Yes, yes, weapons to disperse crowds all the way to obliterating matter. So, do you think for a moment if if the Powers behind the powers behind the powers, the, the, the globalists. If they can use sound and frequency to to stir up a crowd or to, to or to cause physical illness, that the opposite wouldn't be true. Oh, absolutely! It's like most things, there's a dual purpose. Well, well right. And and I had uh, and I had talked to a to a Pittsburgh police officer who in two thousand and seven eight. Uh, I don't recall the precise year or when I spoke to him, but it was subsequent to that uh, meeting of, of the, I think it was the G20 summit or G8 or something down in Pittsburgh, where they had said that the sound weapons were ready mm-hmm. to be deployed. And if you could, in his words, if you, if you understood what these weapons could do and had seen the studies behind them, which I believe some are still classified, you would know that sound is both a weapon and could be a, something very good. So use sound to your advantage. Use frequencies to your advantage. And hence this extended endorsement, if you will, of WholeTonesLive.com. Because it, we've noticed the difference here, personally and professionally. And, and I just really wanted to say that many people have emailed me and said, man, what a... And, and I hope you email WholeTonesLive.com as well. I hope you email Michael Terrell as well. They like to hear this because for a hundred bucks, really, uh, with the downloads, it's well worth it. I get to my office at five thirty in the morning. I, I, I generally, eh, give or take, and uh, sometimes at five, sometimes at six, and I, I get there that early just to get Steve Quayle, Steve Quayle's phone call. Usually about about six o'clock in the morning. You know, hey Doug, how you doing? 
Steve. You what? <laughs> yeah, I'm up in my office. Did you see what I put up? No, I Steve, I just got just my coffee, man. I just slipped in my whole tones disc. Sit down. <laughs> I love I love him. He's my brother. Steve Quayle. But anyway, WholeTonesLive.com. Seriously, we had Michael Terrell on our show, and he explained how this music was inspired by the music frequencies of King David. Another quiver, arrow in your quiver, to fight all the white noise and garbage out there. Great product, WholeTonesLive.com. That's WholeTonesLive, W-H-O-L-E, TonesLive.com. Support this show, the Hagman Hagman Report. Go to WholeTonesLive.com. That's WholeTonesLive with a W. WholeTonesLive.com. And be sure to send Michael Terrell an email saying, Hey, it's working. A couple of things, Joe, before we get to calls and other things. I want to just acknowledge Marilyn W. I'm not going to give her last name. Wow. Marilyn W. sent this. The subject line was murder conviction of my nephew. Overturned after 15 years and his brother's suicide. Think about that. She writes, I, I, have, I had five brothers and sisters. And at age 65, there were only two of us left. Oh, you know what? This actually names names in the public report in the newspaper. This is actually published in cjonline.com, the Topeka Capital Journal, hence the name CJ. cjonline.com. This is from... January, but for reasons that I think are pretty clear to me that she's writing now. She writes, I, I had five brothers and sisters in age 65. There were only two of us left, Kathy and myself. I'd lived in the same area as Kathy and her family and was around when the boys were babies. Kathy has two older, Kathy has two other older children, and I cared for them when they were small. I even introduced her to my present husband back in the early 70s when we were all living in Lawrence, Kansas. I slept many a night in the house pictured at the top of the article. And again, CJ Online. In fact, we'll we'll post this in the... Joe, can you you post that in the chat? And uh, those people listening by archive or watching this by archive can go go to YouTube and see the, the picture. You can... or get the I don't know how do you do that you want to forward the email to no, you got it studio? you got it it's that's where it came from what time 1216 got it all right but uh, she saw many of the night in the house picture at the top of the article and it looked better back then of course <laughs> believe me you'd see my first house right now you'd say wow what happened Anyway, Kathy and I are very different people. I haven't talked about this over the years, but back in November, she called me in, in a panic and said they were getting ready to drive to Kansas from their home in McAllen, Texas, n- near the border, because the sheriff had called that Tom was dead. 
She couldn't tell me any details about how he died. I found out by reading the local papers online. This has been very disturbing, as you can relate to. And I started thinking about this today because I put together some photos of us as kids and uh, yeah, in a frame to send as a gift to my sister. I looked online and saw that he may get some compensation for the 15 years of his life that was taken from him. I guess I'm sharing this with you because you've gone through a similar thing with your uncle, and I needed someone to talk to. Here's the story. And she then provides a link. And I had saw this earlier today, and, and I didn't get a chance to write, write her back. But uh, and she asked for prayers for her sister and her husband, please. And the article itself is is interesting. This is part part one of three, and you can you can find the other three. You can find the other two parts out there. But but the reason I bring this up is a couple of things. Uh, a couple of reasons, not the least of which is pe- people have to. You got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that, that people are people have lives, and people go through things, horrible things unjust things the department of justice the, the the system in many cases is broken you take a broken system like this admittedly i mean we have hard working and and I, my hat is off to the police officers and everywhere the good ones the ones that care about people not, not i'm not talking about the the shaved head tattooed you know crazy i'm going to pistol whip your butt just because I don't like you. I'm going to fire on you because, you know, you're you're a sovereign citizen or you believe in the Constitution. Now, I'm talking about the, the real good police officers, and I know many. I know many police officers. I know many good federal agents. I know many people in law enforcement over 30 years. I know many great county t- detectives and prosecutors. And I know some good defense attorneys, too. When I say good, I'm talking about their heart's in the right place. They want to see justice, not for the sake of their jobs, but because, not or not only for that, but because they believe in our country. They believe in the they believe in right versus wrong, pure, straight up evil versus good. But rather than get it, it because I could talk all day long about this, but uh, check out. Confessions of Tom Bledsoe, B-L-E-D-S-O-E, from the CJOnline.com. I, I, again, I mention it because it's important enough for people to understand what others are going through. So if you're sitting out there and you're thinking, man, my life is nothing but a crap sandwich, <laughs> read that in prayers. Please, prayers to these people. And Vicky T, thank you so much for your email. Gary came clean, of course, and said, nah, I was just funning you. Just trying to stoke your fires. But Vicky T, you're absolutely correct. And she weighed in on, on the transgender issue and the homosexual issue. She writes, how can someone be a devout Christian if they are homosexual? The Bible clearly states it's an abomination and it's wrong. But, but you know what, Vicky, and, and everyone listening, think back to Obama and Joe, you can weigh in on this too. Think back to Obama when he when he vilified Christians worldwide through a speech. Well, remember that speech he had. Wait, what, what part of the Bible should we pay attention to? Should we stone our kids for for this? And, yes, in Egypt. All right, but see, mocking. Yeah, the Bible. That is. See, this is 
part and parcel to the bigger agenda. And I know Alex Jones does a tremendous job with InfoWars, okay, and getting the word out and educating people. I, I, I have, I mean, I like Alex, and I, I think, uh, you know, he likes me. I mean, we, we've, we've got a good favorable relationship, and, and InfoWars is a great source of cutting-edge information. But what we try to do here... And, and Alex knows this, and, and and if you've seen, he's kind of coming around to the spiritual side of this because it's hard not to equate the spirit spiritual side, right? I mean, if you talk about today's news without looking at the spiritual aspect, the spiritual component of today's news, man, you are missing a huge piece of what's really going on. Because it's all about that. It's all about the days of Noah. It's all about men's hearts will fail them. It's all about unifying ourselves as Christians. Folks, please, 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 if you are a Christian, let's support other Christians out there. Let's unify. Let's uplift our Christian brethren. Instead of saying you're doing it wrong or your belief is wrong or how dare you, instead of being an ankle biter, now I've got a lot of worse names for them. Eric just said no. I'm not allowed to say them. But see, instead of doing that, let's uplift one another, and let's realize, let's band together and, and realize that that we have a con- common enemy. That common enemy is the uh, the globalists. They're not just after our guns and our freedom. Ah, it's more than that. They're after our souls. Because behind the the mask, behind the people who are behind the Obamas. Behind the Hillary Clintons, behind the Bernie Sanders, behind the John Boehners, behind the Paul Ryans, behind the Newt Gingriches are 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 men and well are demonic spirits. They don't want your guns or your food or your silver and gold. Well, they do, but they want your soul. So, to every Christian out there who's trying. And is doing making a difference. I say, God bless. Let us help you. What can we do to help? Not you're doing it wrong, or not. Boy, that's not very biblical because, you know, we shouldn't. Uh, we, you know, we shouldn't. Uh, we shouldn't do it that way. We shouldn't. Uh, we shouldn't go undercover. That's really not biblical. These people have got no idea, no clue. They live in a bubble. They live in a, a toxic bubble of their own waste. The shards of their own mental waste. The sewage that oozes from their pores in this bubble. Like I said, they scrape them off my, my boot. But we need to, we need to get away from people like that. And we need to unify and we need to, to, to grab each other and say, look, we need to fight. We need to fight. We need to choose a side, and we need to make sure God's on our side, and we're on God's side. I mean, we got to make that pretty, you know, it's got to be, right? 
Because if, if God if God's not on our side, we're not on God's side. We're on the wrong side. End of story. But we have to realize that this is a spiritual battle. But it manifests in the physical. So we have to be both here in the physical as well as mindful of the spiritual. But we can do both. We're appointed to do both. Uh, it's, uh, that's all I wanted to say. I know I took some time away from our callers, our guests, or our callers and, and people on the line. I apologize for that. Joe, uh, real quick, let's, uh, the G- secret G20 meeting in Ireland, folks, Dave Hodges is, is really getting a lot of heat for two articles that he posted. One being the G- secret G20 meeting in Ireland this summer to manage the collapse of America. In short, and then we can talk about this. I, I spoke with Dave, uh, day before yesterday. And he said, Doug, I, you know, I'm, I tell you, I need some help. I said, well, how can I, you know, how can we help you? He said, would you please talk about this? So we spoke for about an hour, and uh, he told me his sources, and we, we, we discussed sources and things that are not in these articles. And uh, he, he said, it's getting close. The end of this country is, is coming pretty close. What do you mean by that? Well, they, meaning the, the, the globalists, are attempting to bring down our economy. And there's the G20 meeting secret being held in Ireland this summer. Dr. Walker Todd is heading to Ireland. Todd, Dr. Walker Todd is going to Ireland um, to attend this secret G20 meeting. He said that America will be taken down. Here's the scenario based on his knowledge at the time. A false flag, more than, more than likely a scenario resulting in economic collapse and the destruction of the dollar. We kind of knew that. Dave Hodges stipulated to that. And the implementation of martial law, perhaps involving the use of foreign troops, all out of conflict. Now, Dr. Todd should not be taken lightly. He was an economic consultant with 20 years of experience at the Fed in New York, the Fed in Cleveland. He's part of Cato's Institute, a new center for monetary financial financial alternatives. If Todd is accurate in his statements, then it fits with what other sources are saying in coming in the near future will result in the fall of this country. The, not um, the fall, but the orchestrated takedown. A month ago, uh, there was a headline from the Business Insider. Yes. The IMF shuts down rumors of a secret G20 meeting to take down the dollar. I, I had asked him about that. I, I said, what do you know? Because we, we had covered this Business Insider um, assertion. That this was just a rumor and there's no basis for this. Because I, when he wrote, the, in fact, when he wrote this article, he had sent it to me. And, and uh, I said, wait a minute, this, this is not true. I mean, there's no, there's no meeting. He said, ah, but there is. And, and I sent him the, uh, when we were talking, I sent him the, that, that article there that we had covered before. And he said, no, 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 that's, he said, right now, according to his sources, this is absolutely scheduled and will be underway. And I said, when? He said, soon. All right. He was giving me some dates. I'm not going to worry. We discuss dates only conceptually. 
then we said, then I asked him, when do you think, you know, this could take place? He said, look, and, and, and here's the takeaway from this. And you can read the article at thecommonsenseshow.com. Again, the secret G20 meeting in Ireland this summer. But the takeaway from this is very simple. You've got Donald Trump, who is not as important as a person, as the leader of a movement, of an ideology, of this, um, what he, what his candidacy is doing to the establishment Republicans and the establishment in general. No one is talking about, I shouldn't say no one, few people are talking about the larger implications of what Trump has already done and what will continue to do given the opportunity without even stepping foot in the Oval Office. Think about that. He hasn't even stepped foot in the Oval Office. And you've got... You've got the Mexican, the president of Mexico having a, a meltdown. And you've got other foreign leaders having meltdowns. Reverberations are, are worldwide. What could cause that? Think about that for a minute. He's not even, he's the presumptive, he, I mean, he, he's only the presumptive nominee for the Republican Party. He hasn't even set foot in the White House. Because there, this, and, and we can learn something from this very simply. We can affect change. You and I, and just here, and I'll throw Eric in there too. Eric's giving a thumbs up and nodding. See, all together we can change things. We've been told all our lives you can't fight City Hall. Oh, you can't change things. Well, don't vote because, gee golly whiz, your vote doesn't mean anything. Well, it does. Whether or not it's counted right, I don't know. But see, doing something is better than doing nothing at all. If you think for one moment that just by sitting in your home and praying is the only answer when you are... Now, listen to me carefully. Okay, listen carefully to what I'm saying. Don't misquote me. But we can do both. We can pray. And we can act. If you are appointed to, to be a prayer warrior, that's fine. Then, then, then do your job. If you have, if that's your job to be a prayer warrior and to sit at home and to be, be a prayer warrior and intercessor, then do that job. But do it, do it as, do it, do it according to God's instructions. But if, if your mission is unclear or if your mission is not just being a prayer warrior, but also being a person an activist, shall we say, or an actor, one who acts. And I'm not talking about the profession. I'm talking about the profession. I'm talking about being, having action. Then do that too. Because we can do both if we're called to do both. And even if you're called to be out, do something like act, go act. Or be a politician. Whatever. <laughs> If you can, if you can, if you can affect change. But see, the Tavistockian lie is we can't, we can't fight City Hall. That's a lie from the pits of hell and from the Tavistock Institute. And we've been brainwashed into thinking that we can't make a difference. I'll tell you something. We can make a difference. It's about time if you are a Christian that you should make a difference. You should be out there trying to make a difference. If that is what you're called to do with a pure heart. I'm not talking about, you know, what is that, Black Lives Matter throwing 
things through windows and taking TVs and thinking you're making a difference. No, 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 no. I'm talking about standing in the gap, being a, a Christian and being a model Christian and standing up for the rights of your fellow man and by acting on the word of God pursuant to his instructions to you. Read your mail, not your neighbors, because we all have different jobs. But do something, whether it's pray, act, pray and act. Just do that. I got to, I'm going to be quiet because I, I could certainly open up a whole new dialogue about other or monologue about something else. But see, the, the damnable, contemptible lie is that you can't make a difference. You can. One person can make that difference. One person. And you might be that person. Don't confuse heroism, by the way, with being a hero with uh, acknowledgement. Some of those heroic things done are thankless. If you're expecting recognition, don't. I I was led to say I don't know why I said that but I was led to say that for some reason but but uh, the precipitating instance and I'm going to just close with this what uh, Dave Hodges and, and you know what send Dave it, it, we're all in this together and Dave Hodges is starting to really under well not starting to but he understands the biblical significance of what we're going through and we had talked about this on Monday. Heck, he's, well, I think, three hours' time difference, and like Steve, you know, two hours. And he's calling me at 7 o'clock my time, so what is it, 4 o'clock his time in the morning. Burden on his heart. Talking about Venezuela. Saying, Michael Snyder wrote a fantastic piece about how the U.S. is paralleling what's happening in Venezuela. And that's coming to America, folks, it is. Read the article. Send him an email of support. Send him and say, look, you know, I, I read your articles. I, I, I understand. And how can I help? Because I asked him, how can I help? He said, get the word out. And 15% of American farmers, by the way, will leave the business this year because of extreme government intrusion. That's the whole, that's another takeaway from this. The meddling in the food production in this country to cause extreme food, food shortages. We are going to see what's taking place in Venezuela, perhaps right down the street from you, at your corner grocery or at your grocery chain. And Trump, the opposition, to Trump. Well, see it for what it is. And again, it's not against Trump. It's against the ideology of of exposure. It's against the act of exposing the, the demonic deeds of the people behind the curtain. That's what we're that's what we're seeing. That's why it's so important. All right, Joe, take it from here. Let's go to the phone lines. We have a full bank of callers, folks. If you want to weigh in, the number is eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. That's eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. We have a preference for first time callers. And we are going to take a first-time caller and friend of chance, Larry from Nevada. Larry, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Joe, Doug, how are you guys? Good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Can you hear me? Okay, I'm on a I'm on a headset, and I just want to make sure there's no uh, there's bye, no bye, distortion. Bye. Yeah, you're you're good to go. 
Okay, let me uh, first, Doug. I, I there's a I wanted to talk to you about American Survival Wholesale. This is by no means an infomercial. I became a friend of Chance because I was looking to purchase survival food. Okay. And that's how our relationship started, and, and since then we have become friends. But there's one thing I wanted to ask you first and foremost. This is just you know fairly recent news, and then I'll get on to that if that's okay. What is your opinion of the Kissinger and Trump meeting? What is your take on that whole situation? Uh, I'll answer that first. I think that he had no choice. I think that he was given a, an ultimatum. And if, if here's the thing, I do believe. Every person that gets to the level where Trump is at, or Hillary, or Sanders, or whoever that person is, is controlled. Absolutely 100% controlled. Okay. Is he genuine? I mean, is Trump, is his idea, is, are his ideas genuine? Is his intent pure? Yes. But that doesn't mean he's still not caged in a room or, or, you know, there's a tether to him. He can only do so much, and I think that he's—he he was given the word. You meet with you meet with Kissinger. You play ball, yeah, at least our way. Gotcha. Or, or 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 you're you know what? Here, let me show you a couple of, of pictures that were no one saw from Kennedy. You know, here, take a look at this. It's Kennedy's brain in a jar. By the yeah, way, never, pictures you know. right, pictures right out of the Goodfellas. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So okay. So but but see. And one last thing. We are not, I am not personally, as, as, I care more about the collateral effect of a Trump candidacy than I do about Trump himself. Absolutely. I think, I, I think we're, we're going to get a lot more ground saved and, and it, it, the, the man himself is compromised in one way, shape, or form. But the movement that he has created, despite that restriction, is really untetherable. So that's my answer. I absolutely agree. 100%. Fantastic. Okay, now, you have been screaming from the rooftops for the longest time about, and a lot of your guests as well, about preparation. Now, I am am awake recently, okay? I've only been awake for about a year now. And yours is the first and pretty much the only consistent show I listen to to get the truth, the real news, okay? Uh, And I know you plug a few other people, and and I applaud you for that, but, you know, uh, yours is the show I I choose by, by choice. So we'll leave it at that. However, shortly after when I realized what this country is in store for, the first thing I'm looking at is, okay, how do I prep? What do I get? Where do I get it? I originally attempted to do this on my own to no avail. You know, when you try to figure out what you've got to do to get prepared to feed your kids, to feed your family, your grandkids, all the way down the line, it becomes just, it's mind-boggling. You wouldn't think that's the case because, you know, we're so used to going to the grocery store, picking up groceries whenever we need them. Well, when that time comes and it's not available, we're going to be all facing a major, major problem. Now, so I started doing my diligence. And I got to tell you, the food store, and this is no, I am not knocking anybody. I just want to, I'm, I'm telling you my, my story for, for whatever it's worth. 
I found that the storable foods industry, I don't want to use the word corrupt, but it's, uh, it's questionable, okay? So I, being a, a listener of your show, I, I called Chance, and I had been inspecting money at the time. As Chance spent, gosh, probably 30, 40 minutes with me on the phone. I learned a remarkable amount in a short period of time. I had promised Chance, Chance, listen, I've got this money coming in, you know, on a certain date. I'll get back with you. Well, fast forward several months later, never got that money I expected to, couldn't afford to really buy anything. Now I'm getting close and, and we're in good shape. But here's the point I want to make. Most of us Americans, we're just, we're just normal folks, working folks, you know, middle income, what's left of the middle class. And a lot of us, when we check out the pricing on the food that we think we're going to need for our family, it could be frightening because, you know, I mean, it really depends on, you know, if you say, look, I want to take care of a family of four for a year, you know, that could be very, very costly. Well, when I started checking into calorie counts, number of servings. What are you getting in those servings? It became apparent to me that Chance and American Survival Wholesale, out of all the people I looked at, was the only one that stepped up to the plate and actually gave me a chance to purchase enough product to legitimately keep my family alive for a substantial period of time. Does that make sense what I'm saying? I'm sorry if I'm babbling a little bit. I'm a little nervous. No, that, the, it, make, it makes perfect sense. And look, we, we need to pay attention to calorie count we, because, look, um, as Joe said the other day, and I can't remember in what context, Joe, you said it, but um, you could you could eat a ton of food and have no nutritional value to it. I mean, calorie count and uh, nutri- uh, nutrition, the yeah, both important. Extremely important. Absolutely. So, so I'm just, I just want you to picture something in your head, and, and I'm not trying to make people fearful, but most people, when they're buying a fairly large purchase, which this obviously would be in a majority of cases, are going to do a little bit of diligence. They're going to pick whoever they're going to use to purchase this, and they're going to do it. Now, the question is, they get their shipment. They're going to open the box, check it out. You know, maybe, maybe not. Are they going to count all the servings? Are going to see exactly? Maybe, maybe not. But here's a very scary thought, Doug and Joe. I want you to just think about this. We have an EMP. Whatever happens, we, you know, we, we know there's one or several things that are going to happen at any given time because of the time we're in. So you have a family. You have your survival food. You have it put away. That day comes. You have no phone. You have no Internet. You have no electricity. You crack open that box, and in that box, you think, or those boxes, you think, okay, I've got a year's worth of food that I'm going to divide up between myself, my wife, and my two children. And you realize that when you open that box, there's not enough in there to feed the four of you for three months, let alone a year. What are you going to do? You're stuck. You're out. You, can, you can't call a company that you complain to because there's no phones. There's no power. There's no groceries. You see where I'm going with this? So absolutely, I, I, wanted, yeah. I wanted to share this with your audience because it's absolutely, it, as Steve Quayle says, critical 
that you that you study that it's it, it's calorie count servings, but what those servings are. This man and I, and I, I want to be blabbering here, but this man, this company, your sponsor, has given me life and and some hope that I'm going to be able to keep my grandchildren. In my case, it's my it's my wife, myself, and my my two young grandboys. Okay. Because could you imagine watching your grandkids or your children or even your wife or your friend, your brother, your sister, whatever, starve to death? I, I, couldn't even, I couldn't even fathom that. And this is what keeps me awake at night. Now, I'm not awake at night with this worry because that worry is being solved. That, that one part of my prep, that critical part of my right. preparation right. is being solved by this. But the point is, is that because of the way he does this, because of the counseling, and most importantly, the pricing, okay? He made it possible for me to feed my family for, you know, the four of us were gonna divide it up. It's a year, basically, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting a year's worth of food and then some for one adult, which will feed us for, you know, I wanna get more, but you know, it's, it's a financial issue. So, but at least that's gonna feed us, I mean, we'll legitimately feed us for four months, you know, three or four right. months. And, and, and the takeaway from this is, we, it, we're so far, we're so far down the line, we're so late in the game. Everyone needs to really understand uh, the importance of calorie count. We, we need, if you're going to prepare, prepare wisely, and and use, you know, put your assets to use wisely. Because if you don't, you may think you're prepared, and you're hoodwinked into having food that's uh, caloric deficient, nutrient deficient, and you're going to be just hungry all the time. So we need to pay attention to that. You're absolutely right. Yeah, exactly. Doug. And, and once again, this this is not an infomercial, but look, you know, a lot of people, they go online, they get discouraged because of the pricing. You know, guys, whoever's listening to this, look at the, let me, let me tell you something. Doug and Joe, they vet, and I mean vet, their sponsors. That I can tell you guys. Okay. Now, my my direct experience with with not only Dr. Brower but but Chance, I've never had the the chance you know the opportunity to meet Dr. Brower, but I've talked to his you know I've talked to Health Masters. The, these guys vet their sponsors, okay, and they know what they're doing. And these are the people to call for whatever it is that you need. I really wanted to get that out because you you've really taken a load off of myself by putting up legitimate, God-fearing, God-loving people, you know, to, to, to supply different products to your listeners. So I just, I wanted to get that across to you. Really, that's, you know, that's Thank part you, of what Larry. I wanted to convey. Yeah. And, and thanks for your call, and God bless you. You have a great evening. We're going to have to move on to other callers. But uh, thanks for giving Thank us you, that, that feedback. And uh, Thanks for all you do. Uh, God bless you, and God bless American Survival Wholesale, and, and thank you, Chance, uh, for the wonderful service you provide. We're going to Dan in Southern California next. He's a first-time caller. Dan, welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hey, Joe. Can you hear me okay? We can, yeah. And, and Doug? You yeah, okay? right here. Yeah, Dan, okay, uh, glad you guys, called, uh, man. I've been praying for you, Doug. It seems like your your, your blood pressure has been a little high lately. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I'm right there with you, man. You know, it's just a, a little stress to take on what you guys are. You know, the, this battle we're battling here on planet Earth, man. Well, you, you know guys, what, Dan? You know, Dan I'll, I'll just say this: if people could see behind the scenes, if people understood what's going on behind the scenes, and yeah. understood the threat, see. 
people don't understand the threat. That's what it's all about, the threat. And every day, every day we wake up, I can promise you this, Dan, there's a person out there or people out there or groups out there who want to shut us up. And trust me when I tell you that. I just want to shut you up and take you out. And the only reason that they haven't taken you out is because you have spiritual protection. You know, I don't think, you know, Andrew Breitbart, he wasn't a Christian. They got to him. The reason why you guys are doing this and, and Dave Hodges and Steve Quell is because you guys are Christians and you have that spiritual protection over you. I absolutely believe that. I absolutely hands down believe that. What do you guys think about that? It's the only, yeah, that's the only thing. Uh, uh, not the only thing, but that's the only major thing that that keeps us going and alive, I believe, because we've had, uh, again, it, I cannot disclose everything happening behind the scenes because some of it uh, is not, uh, well, I just can't do no, it. No, I understand. And, you know. But, but, I, I, I yeah. totally understand. You can't talk about stuff that goes behind the scenes. You can't talk about what happened to uh, uh, Steve Quell's guy, Tim Alberino, and, and what right. happened, you know, and how they planted that, you know, carbon monoxide in his house and everything. And, you know, that, that's yeah. obviously. Yeah, and it's it's an amazing thing because I've been getting reports from others in the alternative media who are experiencing things today that, a year ago, they only, in fact, um, a conversation I had with somebody yesterday who's in the alternative media, pretty well known, who, who said, you know, if uh, a year ago I would not have believed, if this would have happened to me a year ago, I would have just, uh, I wouldn't have believed it, but it, you know, something happened to, and I'm not at liberty, but, but, but I, I say that because the entire playing field is changing, and, and you bring up a great point, Dan. It's uh, the entire playing field is changing, and we have to rely on spiritual protection right now. Otherwise, it would so, be... And prayer, and the prayer, all we have, you know, I listen to you guys, listen to, you know, Paul McGuire and Dave Hodges, Steve Quayle. You know, I don't. we don't, we don't all agree on everything. You know, I'm still kind yeah. of a pre-trib rapture guy, and I just listen to you, you know, talking about, you know, a pre-trib rapture has led so many people astray from prepping. Hey, man, I've been a huge prepper since for 10 years now, easily. And I'm not saying, I, I know that's not an important thing, and it's not, and it's not, and it's not something we need to divide over. You know, like right. Steve Quill, you know, saying that, you know, he, he's had pre-trib raptures guys you know, call him up and say, hey, you know, when I'm up here in heaven, I'm going to watch you go through hell. I mean, that's just, that's just, that's not Christian, man. You know, that that's not the Christian spirit, and we can disagree on this, and it's not the most important thing. You know, yes, we need to prepare. You know, yes, we, we, we need to, you know, be diligent in, 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 you know, what we see, what's going on in this world, because we're, we're seeing it. You know? Yeah, and you make a good point. I mean, what kind of examples would we be as Christians to tear down another Christian uh, based on a disagreement of doctrine? It's very sad. Yeah, and especially eschatology. Yeah. Yeah. Especially eschatology. I mean, you know, come on. The bottom line is, you know, whether the rapture happens, you know, before the seven-year tribulation, even if you believe in the seven-year tribulation, or it happens at the mid-trib, pre-wrath or at the end of the tribulation does that really is that something we should divide over 
No, I don't think so. No, there's nothing to be gained by by sniping, and there's nothing to be gained by ankle biting. There's nothing to be gained by, um, you know, some people have taken on the on the um, uh, the role or the position as as chief prosecutor of Christians. And the last time I checked, I thought that was Satan's job. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and. You know, we're all, we've all fallen short. We're all sinners and scumbags. You know, we all rely on the, you know, the blood of Jesus Christ at the foot of the cross. And that's the bottom line, you know. Why would you be attacking each other over these issues? You know, that's, that's, you know, we, we shouldn't be doing it. You know, that's, we shouldn't. You know, we can have our beliefs on eschatology. Yeah, we and, can. and, you know, and, and you know, okay. it, it, and I really appreciate this because it, it tells me, with you, Dan, as a first-time caller, Southern California, uh, there's hope for California yet, uh, Southern California at least. And, <laughs> there's hope for uh, California yet. <laughs> <laughs> we were once no. a very conservative state. Hey, Ronald Reagan came out of here. I was saying Ronald Reagan was the perfect conservative. He wasn't, but you know, I mean, you, 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 you want to kick it up to how you know he was a he, he was. How Ronald Reagan actually got into politics was he was a Screen Actors Guild That's and right. part of that. And and he started seeing what was going on within the Screen Actors Guild, what was taking place, and how the whole, you know, Marxist communist movement was coming into that. So so he yeah. he got history. on and and then he worked his way up, became uh governor. And I, I think Ronald Reagan, along with JFK and Eisenhower, Eisenhower is another just a great guy. Uh, I mean, you listen to his his farewell speech about the industrial military industrial complex. You know, I mean, we're you know what, Dan? That right let, let me let me ask you something about that because you referenced that speech. I think he was one scared dude at, when that, he gave Reagan? that speech. No, Eisenhower. Eisenhower. When, he, when he when he gave that 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 warning speech. I, I think that yeah. there was some level of of knowledge combined with fear. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. like a boy, I you yeah. know, I know what's coming, man. Yeah, yeah, no, he saw it. And what was that? Nineteen uh, before it was before Kennedy. So, and even yeah. Kennedy's speech, you know, and he, he talked about secret societies, and he was going to expose them. And then, you know, he then he reinstated the silver dollar certificates. Go the federal go up against the Federal Reserve note, and then like a week later, you know, he's paraded down through Dallas there, or where it was. Was it Dallas? Yes. Anyways, in a convertible, and he's taken yes. out. Yes. You know, yeah. go, you know, I mean, come on, this is not a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy. Period. And That's this right. Is going on, and, and like Doug, and like. Uh, uh, Paul McGuire talks about, you know, Babylon and, and going back to this is, has always been going on. This is a spiritual battle we deal with. I mean, it's That's always right. been there. It's always been there, but you know, you guys are waking people up, man. I love you. You know, I pray for you guys. I pray for all of you guys. But some, something I, I, you know, that's kind of been on my heart lately is a, a person that wrote a book and, and it's called where did the towers go? And you interviewed her, Doug. Dr. Judy Wood. Dr. Judy Wood. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I've studied that book, 
I mean, it, I got it like a couple years ago, and I flipped through it, and started studying it, studied the graphs, trying to figure it all out. And I'm not a real technical guy, but you look at those pictures. I mean, the technology these Luciferians have. I mean, they, they they could wipe out a city with this technology easily. You know, I'm glad you brought it up, Dan, because right now, in the in the context of that book, "Where Did the Towers Go?" by Dr. Judy Wood, and and I and I I've studied that book too, and I've studied the the scalar technology that she uh, references and and the physics that she references, and the, the cars that caught fire uh, blocks yep. away, and I, I was down there, and and you know, you walk by that, and you think, okay, I but you never think anything of that now. In the context of that book, with the current events, the 28 pages from Saudi, about Saudi Arabia being in the news as well, people will say, well, those 28 pages are meaningless because, uh, the towers really, I mean, there was an inside job on 9-11. But, but see, what I think, Dan, and, and what do you think about this? I'm going to ask you about this. They both can be operative, both of these situations, this Saudi involvement as well as the, energy and weaponry as discussed by Dr. Judy Wood can be they're not mutually exclusive they can both be a part of I mean they can both be no I I totally agree with you and I kind of take it back to you know the Saudis being involved in that did they have you know, did they send people over here that were being trained in in jets and 19 Sauders Saudi Arabians with so called box cutters that you know flew into and took over the planes and flew into there those two guys, remember those two stooges, the Boston Marathon? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. total stooges, totally set up. So what I'm thinking is, so what I'm thinking is those 28 pages, 29 pages of, you know, obviously things, you know, this isn't coincidental. You know, they they release stuff when they want to release it, you know, to create a paradigm of, you know, what their next plan is. So I'm kind of wondering. Uh, this is just kind of what I'm thinking here. Is Saudi Arabia kind of the next target here? You know, let's, let's, let's wow. get all the American people fired up against Saudi Arabia over this 29 page. Just like, just like what happened with 9/11. We know it was an inside job. We know the CIA was part of it. You know, we know there yep. was, you know, evidence of directed technology, whatever it was. Judy Wood never claims to say exactly what it was, but it was Tesla. You know, right, I've right. Studied, you know, studied Tesla, you know, for years. And I know about all the weather control. I know what they're doing here. You got to see, I, I have a business. I, I live in, in San Diego and I have a business out in Palm Desert. And I drive up through the high desert and I see these chemtrails spraying. You know, I, I see them spraying and spraying and spraying. And then I see it being hit. And I see these, like, weird patterns in the sky, obviously being hit with you know, microwave technology. I, I mean... You know, I hate to, it, hate it, to it cut you short. Dan, hate to cut you short. I, I want to drive to Southern California. I want you to take me out for a cup of coffee or I'll buy you a cup of coffee. Uh, I, I haven't spent any time out there, but love to. We're at, the, we're at the top of the hour break. Gotta cut you loose, brother. Thank you. Thanks for calling. We'll talk to you later, Dan. Have a good night. Sorry about that, bro. When we come back, more of your phone calls. Stay with us. The Global Star Radio Network. 
or it's the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond, you may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Welcome back, folks, to this edition, this hour of the Hagman and Hagman Report, where we're taking your calls. We were giving the uh, first-time callers the actual, uh, we're replacing them at the head of the line. We've got Tom, Jason, and who? William? Tom, Jason, William. Right. I'm sorry, Tom, William, William Jason, Jason right. and Anthony are the first-time yeah. callers. You guys. And you got Dave and Troy. Uh all right, so so we're, we're going to get through this real quick. I, I want to tip my hat to Darcy W. sent sent an email. Um, you know, we we look at ourselves and we say, "Well, I can't do, I can't, I can't, I, I whatever reason." Again, I was speaking with uh, Coach Dave Dobmar this morning, past the salt ptsalt dot com, and and he was saddling up for battle, saddling for battle, going uh, on his way to uh, a location. I'm not sure. If it's, if he's made, made it known, so I'm not going to give it out, but, um, you know, it, it's amazing because we can make up a lot of excuses and, 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 uh, for not doing things. He said, I'm, I'm going to keep oh, going yeah. until, but he, he's talking about excuses, justifications. I'm the king of that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. cloudy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, Darcy W writes in, you know, this email is long overdue and she thanks us for, uh, bringing whole tones, uh, to her as well as the, um, Guests and what have you, and I'm paraphrasing her from her email, but she said, you know, thanks for the, uh, thanks for all that. Plus, she's got a slew of physical issues. In fact, they were so severe that they forced her to stop teaching preschool, and she's suffering from a number of ailments. That um, plus, she's also caring for some, caring for a, a, a family member, and um, if you would read this, this email. And I'm I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but there's any one of these reasons, any one of these situations would would be the reason, would be a, a legitimate reason not to do anything, not to go out. Um, let me just let me just say this here. Uh, the, the reason I'm bringing her up is this. Um, she said, you know. 
She says uh, she used to believe in the pre-trip rapture. But if if I'm right, anything can happen before Jesus returns, of course. And it's not stupid to be ready for anything. And isn't that interesting, that the insight? Because it could be a storm, whatever. Um, and again, she's got her hands full with a lot of things. She's on a fixed income as well. But but here is the bottom line with this. She, by the way, she was rear-ended in a car accident. Her back never recovered. Lost her vision in the process of trying to help her back issues. I mean, one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. And, and, and she's writing, she's saying, you know, I became, I started, I was getting upset with myself because I didn't feel like I was adding anything to the kingdom. All right. So the Lord told me to use my time praying. Now, there you go. There you go. A prayer warrior. That's called reading your own mail and, and God nudging you into that position and giving you an assignment and then completing the assignment despite the slew of adversity that you're facing. And I'm sure if she could, she would be side to side, shoulder to shoulder with Coach Dave. But, but, but she, given her situation, she says, okay, this is what I can do and I'm going to do it. And God bless you, Darcy, for just that, for just, for doing it. Now, if everyone of us did this, that's all we need to do. Folks, before we get to the calls, I just want to also mention a couple other things. Um, I still have copies, the, the first edition of Stained by Blood here at my office, if you, if you want. Um, just go to stainedbyblood.com, and on the top right there you'll see where you can, or I'll send you a copy. You gotta pay for it, though. I mean, I paid for it, so pay for the copies here. Uh, I'll personalize it to you and sign it and send it off to you. If you send it, if you send me a request tonight, I'll, I'll get it out tonight or tomorrow or whatever. When I, as soon as I get it, I'll send it out to you. I got enough here to, I'm sure to, to, uh, handle any requests. And, and you know, if you've read it and, you, and if you like it, well, it doesn't matter if you read it and didn't like it. Go ahead and put a positive review on Amazon if you are so inclined. If not, or wait a minute, let me let me retract what I said. Honest review. Did I say uh, yes? An honest review, not a whatever you you know. I mean, you have to be honest. If you didn't like it, well, I didn't like it. If you liked it, then go ahead and give an honest review. If I said positive, my apologies, because you can't do that. You can't solicit. You can't do that. And I, and I, that was a that was a slip in my that was my language. That was a slip in my tongue there. Um, honest review. I'm going to be on uh, a radio show next week um, out of Philadelphia about the book as well, and uh, I'll put something up on our social networking sites to let people know about that more on that uh, next week um, and if, if anyone wants to arrange and I've, I was asked to, to announce this and, and I boy, I don't like even talking about this but if you if you if you want to uh, um, if you want to arrange a, a presentation and a, and a signing at your location whether it be a church or 
whatever, go ahead and send an email to author relations. Um, it's on standbyblood.com and we'll consider that. I'll, I'll consider that, but standbyblood.com and, and you go ahead and I, and I can uh, send you out a signed copy, personalized copy. And, uh, can I just otherwise, hear you say what I think you did? I don't know. Would did I, you just volunteer? <laughs> To go places, well, it, to meet people. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a reason <laughs> kidding, for that. Yeah, there's actually a reason for that. Okay, it's um. So there was a church that asked somebody in the church asked me to if if I would speak for an hour and then uh, you know sign the books and I, was gonna say, yeah. and I had to decline that. But then I had that was it's a long story. Okay, you know, it was just it's just rare to hear you volunteer. Well, I, I know I don't. You know something. It's really weird when you write a book. It's just so weird because um, you get any Barnes and Noble invitation. No, actually, it's not a Barnes and Noble. It's, I, I don't <laughs> I'm believe it. Uh, although, no, I, I've, I've deliberately kind of. I think it's a good idea. Well, and you can also get the Kindle edition if you go to Amazon if, if that's what you want. Um, but um, anyway, I just want to. I just want to point that out. I actually, I had to point that out. I've got a publicist that's kind of. Asking me to say more about it. So anyway, there you have that. All right, um, All right let's go back to the phones. Let's do that. Let's go to Tom, first time caller. Welcome to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Tom, is this on? Originally from New York. Hey, hey there Tom we go. Yeah, Tom, good to hear you. Before. Do you hear me? Yeah, I do. Okay, good. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You just mentioned Coach Dave. By the way, hello, and thank you for allowing me to call in and speak with you. Um, uh, and, and here I thought we had your number blocked. I, I, I really, <laughs> Todd, I told you to block Tom's number, man. What the, what the no, I'm just kidding, don't Tom. Block me. No. I'm just kidding. This buddy. is my first time calling. You know, my wife is away, so that's why I was able to do this tonight, you know? Usually oh. she gets home from work about 8.30, and i got to watch Dance with the Stars with her or something, you know? So I okay. really had a good opportunity tonight to do it, you know? <laughs> but uh, a couple weeks ago, I was in Jackson, Mississippi. I went to a march there. It was the 50th anniversary of the first abortion bill passed in this country. It was around Mother's Day weekend 50 years ago in 1966. And uh, so I went to this march. I live, like I said, I live in Florida. I drove up there, and uh, the night before they had, you know, like speakers, and they were very interesting, wonderful people. You know, the lady who runs it, Judah Myers, she is a child. Her mother gave birth to her after being raped by eight men. Can you imagine? And we met. I met many other people who. Uh, you know, was so grateful that they had their life uh, because their mothers could have easily aborted them and stuff. And these precious lives could have been snuffed out and never heard from. And meanwhile, the testimonies they give are just incredible. You know, they're God-loving, God-fearing people like you and me. And uh, I met some people even there. They had some ladies who, with their little babies, who had been raped, and they decided to, you know, take the baby to term and keep their babies. I just think that's a wonderful thing. But anyway, the next day at the march, I was there, and I was wearing that Coach Dave T-shirt that I got at the conference in Dallas. 
back in March. And I see another guy wearing the exact same shirt. And I go up to him, and he turns around, and sure enough, it's Coach Dave. (laughs) So uh, he's amazing. He goes everywhere, doesn't he? He is on the front lines all of the time. He really is. So anyway, I, I, I got to sit and talk with him for about a half hour after the speeches and stuff. And, uh, wow, I tell you, what a great conversation. I was able to tell my story, give a little bit of my testimony and stuff. And I just was so, you know, blessed that day. You know, I was so happy I went. And I just wish that more people would get involved because I'm starting to do this more. You know, I really am. My health hasn't been good. I've had a lot of heart problems. As a matter of fact, when I was at the conference in Dallas, I was speaking to your wife, Doug, and uh, you were signing copies at the table, and I was asking her about her health. And she was telling me that she's doing well, and I was very happy to hear that, but I told her about me last year. I kept having uh, not a lot of periods, not a lot of times, but my heart would stop. And it would stop for up to eight seconds and stuff. And, uh, you know, so I was sharing that. And you started looking at me like you were listening to what I was saying. And, uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, God is so good. And you know what? During those times. I, I, I know who you I re, I was listening. I know exactly who you are. Yeah. I remember God, that. Right? Yeah. What's that? Right. I thought you might. Yeah. So you signed my copy of the book I bought, which I loved, absolutely loved, and I will write a review on it, and I will send it in, I promise, uh, when I get around to do the other 90 things that I have to do. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like we all have time, right? Yeah, I know, yeah. I get that. Exactly. Yeah, I'm but sometimes my heart stopped. I never had such peace in my life. I mean, I didn't see anything. I didn't blacken out. One time I did fall down and knock my teeth out and split my lip. And people said, why don't you put your hands out, your arms out? I said, I don't know, because I really didn't know what was happening at the time. But God has been so good to me and stuff. But there's one other thing I wanted to talk to you about is this Donald Trump phenomena. Uh, I'm just amazed at this. Now, I'm hearing all of these people Screaming, He's not a conservative. You know, he's got to be a conservative. Conservative this, conservative that. But I like to ask everybody who's listening, what have the conservatives done for us in this country lately? Have they done anything? That's a good point. I mean, I just can't see it. I mean, abortion is just as bad as it used to be, right? Gay marriage now? I mean, now we have to... (sighs) Well, yeah. you know, people coming in our bathrooms and stuff. Not that I worry about that that much, but, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. I have grandchildren and stuff, you know. So, I mean, I'm well, really uh, troubled by this. Are one. your grandchildren, see, and, and here's what, and here's what we all need to really take inventory of. Are our grandchildren, are those children, our progeny, are they going to curse at our graves and our legacy and the memory of us as Christians, as parents, as you know, we are supposed to be protectors of our children. Have we done that? No. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, we certainly have tried. We really have. 
But I tell you, you know what? Our kids grow up in schools, public schools, where they're lied to. And I'm telling you, they are lying because I've been studying evolution and creationism for years now. And how people can believe in evolution is beyond me. You know, I only got into this thing a couple of years ago when I found the show Prophecy in the News. Uh, and I just fell in love with that show. And that's where I heard of L.A. Marzulli for the first time. And I heard about the Nephilim. And I was so interested by it, I went online and I heard this other guy, Trey Smith, and he had some great videos on Nephilim and other things like that. You've heard of him, haven't you, Doug? Doug? Sure. Yeah, yeah. We we both <laughs> yeah. have, yeah. So, yeah, and, and, and there's a... Yeah, yeah. No, I I and, and people who are... Who, who kind of roll their eyes at the Nephilim and giants and, and Genesis 6 really need to understand the importance of that. And thank you for bringing that up because that subject is so critical, so vital to the current days, current events. Please, folks, understand where it all fits in to, to this current events. I, I, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Continue. No, that's okay. Tom, please, you know. My father was, uh, <laughs> but I'm, um, you know, I just turned 64. You know, for a year I had on my wig, but my phone was, when I get older, losing my hair. You know, the Beatles, when I'm 64, you know. Now I had to take it off. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I mean, and then I started getting into this whole movement, you know. I mean, really following this thing. And then I found you guys, and I started listening to you. It was about a year and a half ago, or even longer than that. I even met you at the conference in Orlando for the first I, time. I, you know, something, you know? I when when I saw you in Dallas, I remember, I, sometimes I get names wrong, but I remember the faces. And and I know, I yeah. you know, yeah. Wow. I also saw you last year in uh, Ohio at the Nephilim conference, you know. So I've met you a few times now. Did, I don't really, think we spoke at that, did we? Yeah, we spoke at the Nephilim only for about five minutes. I was waiting on the line for the men's room, so, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shook my okay. hand because it was before I went in, you know. That's it. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Wait a second. You know, I did, did, did you use, yeah. wait a second, i, I got to ask this now. Uh, were you feeling like a guy then, or, or were you feeling kind of, it was your feminine side coming out where you had to move to the, the women's, uh, <laughs> or, uh, I gotta know yeah. these things. I no, tell you, no, anyway. I tell you the truth, I don't have a feminine side, I'm sorry. You know, and I don't want one. I really don't, you know? It's hard enough being a, a man nowadays, it really is, you know? And, yeah. you know, where I live in Florida, I, I, I've been going to a church for a number of years, but, you know, I started listening to what everyone was saying and stuff. And, you know, I'm not saying that they don't preach truth in, in the churches. They do. But the fact is that they never touch on the Old Testament, on prophecy, on the beginnings. You know, and these kids, they leave our churches and they go out to college and they're ignorant. You know, and when these professors, these liberal professors start handing them the lines about evolution and using these big words, these kids, they go, yeah, that sounds right, you know, and they just don't know how to stick up for themselves. Our right. churches are wrong. They don't teach the truth either. I mean, they teach the truth of Jesus, thank God. I mean, because, let's face it, without Jesus, you know, there's nothing, you know? There's no hope, 
there's no peace, there's no joy. But we need to teach the whole truth, you know? That's right. And and I'm, I feel very strongly about that. I really do. Um, you know, I, I love to have a meeting with Donald Trump and, and say, Donald, you've got to start praying. You've got to start reading the Word. You have to start seeking God out. Because I don't know if he does those things. I can't say if he does or not. But thank God there are people that are surrounding him, like Ben Carson and even Mike Huckabee. Mike Huckabee would have been the best nominee, I think, of all. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Greg, Jackson and, Greg Jackson and Mike Huckabee are uh, our friends. And I've had the opportunity to have uh, dialogue, uh, written yeah. dialogue with Mr. Huckabee. And, and yeah, he's That's great. 100%. Yeah. I admire him a lot. I really do. You know that he sticks to it. He said he would even uh, end abortion if he had become president. I believe he would have certainly tried. I don't see anyone trying in our government. I don't see no. anybody doing anything. And the reason why I support Trump, and I didn't start off supporting him. I ended up with him after following Cruz for a while, but then I saw all these people hating Trump and, and knocking him, and I started doing some homework and studying and listening to you guys and other guys, and I go, wow. You know, this is the guy I should be praying for and and pushing, and I voted for him in the primaries down here in Florida. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are looking at me, well, what? How could you vote for him? How could you do that, you know? But I really believe that, you know, we're on the right track with him. I just pray for him that he remains safe every day because I worry about him. I mean, look what they did to Kennedy years ago, Right. RFK as well. I mean, and, and, and there, there's some Martin parallels. Prayers on yeah. You name it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some parallels, but, 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 but you know, they're not going to stop the movement that was unleashed by Trump. And that's what we're, no. I mean, that's what I'm looking at. Um, not the man, but the movement. Yeah. The collateral. But I mean, I wouldn't like what this guy, you know, one of these, uh, duck hunters, you know, the, the head guy. I don't even know his name, but, uh, you know, he's really speaking out about this country really needs to get back to God. We all do. You know, Second Chronicles 7.14 is so important. You know, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. I really believe God would do that for us, but if only His people. I'm not talking about the whole country. I'm talking His people. If all of us would really do that, I believe that God would do something. And maybe that's He right, is. Tom. Maybe He is, and that's what I have to hope for. Brother, God bless, brother. You said you said yeah, so much. I, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I'm just blessed that I got to speak my mind tonight. I appreciate you letting me do that. I have a habit of speaking too much. A lot of people tell me I talk too much. But I come with them from New York. What can I do, you know? Hey, well, you know what? You only have a... You only have a limited window before the missus gets home, so. All right, brother. God bless you. next Tuesday, so I'm going to be in trouble, you know. She won't for me until she goes away the next time. Uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> but anyway, know. Well, it's a real pleasure. I really God appreciate you. you guys. I really do. And God, God bless you, Tom. Really, Thanks, I mean sir. that. Thank um, you for God talking. Bless,
God bless you too. Thanks for the prayers and all the support. Yeah, and I remember Tom. I do. I, I remember him talking to, to my wife, and I remember looking at him, and I was thinking to myself, well, he, well, heart stopping. I, you know, yeah, go on. William from Virginia, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. What's going on? Hey, uh, hi. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a first time caller too. So first oh, of all, I just cool. want to give praise. I just want to give praise to God the Father, and the Son, Jesus Christ. And yeah. I know you're all believers, so I feel like I'm really surrounded by like-minded folks. Um, uh, pretty much, I really don't know what I was going to discuss with you guys. So first off, I would like to just say, um, you know, after hearing some of the other callers, you know, and the back and forth about, you know, pre-trib, tribs, and whatnot, um, you know, I had my two cents that I think can... Um, contribute to everyone else. Well, you know, in in the context of of our discussion tonight, we need to prepare, and it would be foolish to 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 me at least, regardless of what your doctrine beliefs, doctrinal beliefs are, if you're pre sure. trib rapture, you know, it's, it's, okay, can we not? Or should we not think about others? If that's your if that's your doctrine, that's fine. Um, but should we not think about others that that who will be left behind? Or what you know? What about the hedge of protection? Um, um, uh, even through storms, natural disasters, things yeah, that's the, unplanned. With the pre-tribulation belief, uh, regardless where you stand on that issue, we need to, one, be the example that Christ said we need to be, that's and right. two, we need that's to right. love our neighbors as we love ourselves and continue to figure out how to best do that while we are still on this earth. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Amen. that's right. Yeah, so I, I won't get into too much detail about it. Uh, I do think it is important to prepare um, you know, God told Noah to prepare in a way, and I also think that when it comes to whatever the you know the discrepancies are between all believers, we have to be in one accord. And as far as you know, the fundamentals are involved. Six comes before seven, so I, I do believe that um, the false Christ is going to show his face first prior to the true Christ. So we have to. Be mindful of that in order not to be deceived, and and I'll leave it at that. Um, you know, we're living in a time now where it's drawing closer and closer to what Christ talked about in Matthew 24. You know, the days of Noah, um, the way the governments of the world are collaborating and trying to implement a system where everyone is in, everyone is, is is tied to it. That's yep. the beast of Revelation. That is the beast of revelation that it's it's not a person, place, a thing. It's a system. And that's why being prepared, whether it's pre, post, or, or, or in the middle of the trip, we have to be prepared because we, as Christians, one, we're going to stand morally against the world when, when, it, when it turns against us. And mm-hmm. secondly, we have to be prepared to live and fend for ourselves, if that be the case. And... You know, I am uh, born and raised in Virginia. Um, I'm a local. Um, my family, like my mother and father, they're Puerto Rican and Colombian. And so, you know, with the politics and stuff, you know, politicians are men. And, and I definitely support men who have the same values that we do as Christians and Americans. At the same time, we have to also trust that God will lead them in the right place. And if we get a leader that keeps us in the fight, 
then amen, all power to God. But if, if it's time for us to stand and be separate from the world, then amen, all power to God. And, Absolutely. you know, what I feel God has moved me, you know, four years ago during the last Obama um, election, that's when I personally was pulled out of the matrix. God woke me up like 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 the flick of the wrist, and and I, I truly believe that my my personal agenda that God is going to use me in His plan, His gigantic plan, is to be a witness to the revival, not just in America but all over the world, because we focus very often on our own country, but our brothers and sisters are. They're in the trenches right now, and I, and, I, and I want to bring light to that because sometimes we're we're drawing close to a point where we have to stand. You know, like right now the bathroom issue in, in North Carolina, but now the Obama administration wants to apply it, you know, unilaterally to all K through 12 schools. Next fall, yeah. prior to the election, we're going to be looking at a whole nother country like we're we're being changed dramatically from the the election to who you side with what your values are we're in the middle of chaos and we have to stand strong stand in the spirit of god and be led by him and not by our emotions and, 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 and if i may with your permission thank you <laughs> and if i may i i I'd definitely love to drop the the website my, my cousin and i it's like a brother to me we we run a ministry i'm 33 years old and I thank God that he's pulled me out of the world so that I can be a light to the others that are close to me. You know, and if he uses me to save one soul, then he's done his job. And, that's and right. with your permission, I'd be, I'd, I'd love to, to drop the website if that's okay. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Please. It's a GN4, GN. So it's a Greg Nancy, the number four, gregnancy.com. And we have a, a blog, a website. And a YouTube channel, and you know the other gentleman you spoke in, you spoke to from Florida. He was talking about the Nephilim in the days of Noah, and uh, my cousin and I, and uh, another brother of ours. He also we got together, wrote some rhymes together. We produced our own music, and we made a music video. And I think it's it's um, it's substantial because people can visualize. Like we talked about the uh, the ancient megaliths all over the world. And the scripture about what the Bible says about the giants and the Nephilim and the Rephaim. So I think if anyone has the opportunity, please check it out, share it. Let's wake our other brothers and sisters up. That's gn4gn.com? That is correct, yes. No, no, you, you, William, you better say it again. gn4. gn.com. Greg Nancy4, gregnancy.com. Okay, uh, you know what, Joe? I didn't believe you when you said that. <laughs> yeah, but on that extra GN. GN4GN.com. <laughs> right. Look forward to checking yeah. that out, William. All right, buddy. Hey, Thank I, you, I man. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. And uh, God bless you and everybody, and continue doing the work. Watch Men Thanks, of God. Man. You too. Appreciate it. Have a great night. Thank you. All you right. too. Bye. All right, next we are going to go to Jason in Florida. And after Jason, Anthony, Troy, and Dave. All Jason, right, Jason, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. You be up. Yes. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. What's on your mind? Hey. Oh, what's on my mind? <laughs> well, there's a lot going on in the world today. We already know that. Um, but uh, I'm just calling right now for a prayer request. 
All right. I've been uh, homeless for uh, basically off and on for the last couple of years, and uh, I'm a I'm a vet. I'm a disabled vet, um, and I have a job. I'm not jobless or jumping from job to job. I've had a the same job consistently for four years, and I've been down here in Florida for eight years. Um, but uh, for some reason, I'm not getting it all right. Jason, <laughs> uh, um, if I, I can, you, uh, I'm not sure. To pay attention to. I'm not sure how often here. you listen to the show, um, but we do have uh, several callers who are going through the exact same thing that you are going through: homelessness. Well, uh, how did you become homeless, uh, Jason? I mean, I'm just, and you don't have to, you don't have to share. I mean, share as much as you want, but how, how much? How did you? How'd that happen? Well, uh, it's very, it's actually difficult because I, I, looking back at everything that I've, I've done and all the mistakes and and things that I thought I did right and later found out that wasn't right. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I looked for jobs that were better paying, if I could, and never got a call back from any of them. Uh, I've I've worked, uh, you know, even lower paying jobs, sixty, seventy hours a week, um, whenever I could, or 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 working two jobs, um, and now I'm basically I'm I've got a full time job still. Um, it's not minimum wage. It's a little bit more, but uh, <laughs> I had, you know, I, I, it's not enough to be able to afford a place to live and a and a car. It's uh, it's not that I'm lazy. I mean, I've I've gotten a lot of uh, compliments on my work and everything. Uh, just there's no promotion or raise or anything else involved, but. Uh, you know, I just need a prayer. Uh, I've been, I, I went through the, uh, I'm going through the voc rehab program. There's a, there's a veterans program for, for, uh, for veterans that are, that are disabled from the military. And it took me a while to get in there. It took me about a year of sending in letters over and over and over and over again. But finally I got through. And so I'm starting a program this fall. This, I'll be starting college. Not sure if I'll have a place to live by then, but, at least I'll be in the door working towards something else, and and I'm not I'm not looking to get rich in my life. That's not my that's not my goal. My goal is I don't want to be a burden to those who I love and who love me, and I don't want to be a burden to anybody else. I want to be able to be a help to other people. Um, that's about it, really. I just whatever God's will is, maybe maybe He has the will to uh, keep me out here for some reason. Who knows? But whatever that reason is, I want it to be His will, and to, if he, he could give me some reassurance that this is what He wants, or if there's something shortcoming in me that I need to fix to reveal it to me so that I can handle it. And I can't do it on my own, obviously. I've screwed it up, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would I would be definitely humble myself for him to work in my life um, we'll that's it ask, just, just a prayer request yeah we'll ask our audience to to keep jason uh from florida um a vet in their prayers and uh as you said jason you just never know 
what God has in store for you, what he needs you to do, where he needs you to be. You might be in the position right now that he wants you to be in for a specific person that is yet to be revealed. Uh, I would just continue That's to pray true. and continue to, to, to be in the word and the scripture and to ask, uh, the Lord for, for guidance and, uh, to show you what he, you know, show you what his will for you is. And, and as long as you're doing that, you're, you're doing what's right. And that's all that, that you can do. Um, yes. Prayer request, okay. uh, uh, asked and answered. And we all ask, um, uh, for Jason prayers for, for Jason. And Jason, I, I do believe whatever you're dealing with, you can overcome. And I think that, uh, that we all need to, to really, uh, it starts with ourselves, within ourselves. It starts with repentance. It starts with, um, really, as Joe said, I mean, just subjugating yourself to the will and the word of God. And, um, I know the hardest times, the most difficult times in my life, and, and this might not have any effect on you at all, but I know I look back, the most difficult times of my life is when I didn't listen to what I was being instructed to do by God, I believe. I, because had I done so, it would have been a lot easier. It's kind of like listening, not listening to your, your dad or your mom. You know, you think you know better and, and you're going to make your own way. And, and suddenly you realize, wait a minute, <laughs> boy, how's, how's, how intelligent? You got to listen to that, the spirit. And you gotta, you gotta just humble yourself before, before God and then, you know, stand up, dust yourself off. Tomorrow's a new day. That's true. You know, and, and we'll hold you up in prayer. Yes. Well, yes, you're the first I time you're, that wholeheartedly, uh, 100%. You're, you're a first time caller, but you're not going to be a last time caller. I, I'm going to tell you, yeah, I want, yeah. we want to keep updates. Uh, you know, you, you uh, update us because I'm going to follow I will, you. I'll I mean, update you guys. Because uh, yeah, it's important. I'm going to keep but, fighting. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop. No, no, <laughs> I've been no. I've been uh, I've been on the street without a car before. I had another car before this, and the axle broke, and I was on the street. Yeah, and uh, that was, that's a, it's a very long story, but <laughs> well, you know, it, <laughs> and, and, I have to look at it, and I just don't know, you know. <laughs> well, we all we all have you. You got to work with what you have. Yeah, yeah, and. and we all have, we've all been going through and have gone through things that uh, seemingly are so insurmountable that, um, you know, we, we have to realize that we're not in this alone. And that's when we have to embrace the, uh, the word and love of Jesus, uh, in our lives. And I'd never thought I'd ever say that on air because to me that's a sign of weakness or was a sign of weakness, but, uh, not anymore. So. But Jason, God bless you. Thank you so much for sharing this. Thank you this. very much, guys. I appreciate everything you <laughs> right, do. All right. God bless. Thank you. Right. Have a good night, Jason. Yeah. yeah. We're going to go next to Anthony in Anthony. Arizona. Arizona. Anthony. Arizona. Another first time caller. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Talk Hello. to us, Anthony. Hey, buddy. Hey, how are you? Well, I'm the first time caller. Check. Hello? Well, cool. Yeah, what brings you What brings you to call this uh, first time tonight? What brings you to call? Well, I've been listening to you guys for a about three years now and uh i just called uh <laughs> it's funny when you when you're on the other end <laughs> everybody talks and you're waiting and you get on you go who was i going to talk about because you're listening to everybody else talk but that's why uh i know the the, the gentleman just called us want him to know that i was praying for him when he was talking i tell him you know i feel 
I feel for him. And I know in my own life, I've seen how Jesus and the Holy Spirit work in my life. I've been through a lot of rough times and um, through uh, you know, you know, health problems. Scars. Scars, whether yeah, they're scars. actual or emotional, they may tell you where you've been or that they tell you where you've been. They serve as a reminder of where you've been, but certainly they, they, they don't necessarily have to tell you where you're headed. So that's just my my sage saying, their adage saying, I guess. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. 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 And, uh, well, yeah, like I said, I mean, I've seen the Lord work in my life with the Holy Spirit, and I've gone through my own health crises, and there was a time in my life when I couldn't even walk. Couldn't even walk mm. for three years. And then all of a sudden a miracle happened, and a certain doctor came. Now, I found him, of course, but I found him through somebody else when I had no hope. And it took me another couple of years of recovery just to get back on my feet. So, But this was, I saw how Jesus worked with the Holy Spirit in my life. And I really, truly got to say this last couple of months, I felt a lot of love from the Holy, you know, the Holy Spirit moving in my life because I know the world is becoming dark and everything's flipped upside down. And, uh, I know God's yeah. people are being activated this time. And I, I know that the 144,000 know who they are. And, uh, we're living in some interesting times and, you know, God is love, pure love, oneness, you know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And I've seen how it moved in my own life and I, I see how it works and it's very mysterious <laughs> and it's, um, it really is when you, when you, when you can read the signs because you're moved by the Spirit, it's unbelievably just beautiful. It's love, and um, anybody out there struggling and suffering, sometimes there's a reason for it. You know, sometimes right. when you're going through it, you just you don't you you say how can this be? You know, yep. but th- there's a plan for all of us, and we have to uh, this you know there's a plan for us and. And God works in mysterious ways, and He uses all of us, you know. And so, that's right. Uh, and you're 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 100 on the money, Anthony. And um, you, you know, we can all be, we can all be, um, we we can all make make a difference. And, and here you are, three years not walking. Was that from an accident, illness, or? Yeah, well, I got an accident, and I had a back surgery, and, it, and, and the doctor did the wrong surgery, the wrong surgery. And he put a device in my body, and it failed. And it was just excruciating. The p- most pain, I mean, it, I felt like I was just being crucified, really. Oof. And it was awful, and uh, uh, everybody turned away from me. Everybody turned away. My fam, you know, my parents, and, and I was basically, you know, left oh. my job, lost my job. and um, Why would they turn away from really you, re- Anthony? Well, why, why? Why? Because you were you were a just, burden. Um, uh, well, no, I just don't think they knew how to handle it. You know, my family was always kind of family that it seems like I guess when it, the tough got going, they couldn't handle it. And, interesting. But okay. the good thing is, but what I'm saying, and and but you know, at the same time, I met somebody that came my into my life, my love. You know, my uh, my girlfriend. They call each other. She's like my wife. You know. <laughs> I haven't really had time to get married, but we're committed, like, you know, husband and wife. 
and she really um, she saved my life. She was like an angel, and that's how I seen how God worked to get me to where I'm at to wake me up because I'm I'm a, I'm awake and I see what's going on and I can see a little bit differently than a lot of people. They, you know, I see more spiritually. I'm sport, more spiritually minded, and I always have been my whole life. That's why I was strange <laughs> what I went through because I worked in a hospital. I was a an ultrasound. I took the people's hearts for a living. I was a you know cardiac sonographer, and I helped people. So it was interesting when this all happened to me because I used to give a lot of love in the hospital, a lot of love to people. I used to listen to them sit there when I was even younger. I used to sit in the hospital with the patients and and listen to them, the older people, and they had nobody. Because I felt their pain. I could always feel. It's kind of like when Jesus would say, you see yourself in others. Well, I experienced that. I, I had that from a young age. And I always felt for people. I could see people walking down the hall, and I could tell that they're, what was, I could see the pain in them. You know, the fear, whatever was going on. I could read it. You know, and I could still do that to this day. So, I've experienced some, a very spiritual person I am, uh, you know, and, and I know we're living in a, a very difficult time, but this is the time like no other. This is Noah. This is build your ark. It's coming, you know, and everybody, but I, I know everybody's, you know, being merry and, and no one wants to hear anything negative. You see anything negative, they get all, they, they, it's like they their mind closes up on them. They just can't handle a little talk about anything serious or anything that might not be fun. And we're living in that time where we have to prepare Spiritually, but we should always uh, we should always prepare it spiritually because God wants His people to want God. He wants to be our God, but we have to want Him to be our God. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So people, yeah, they, he, he, and you know, God is love. People think He's some. He's he. The punishment only would come when they're just everybody. There's no love. If there's no love, that's not what God is. It's what, if how are you going to make it to heaven? How are you going to be in the, in on the new earth or the new Israel? He can't let sinners. He can't let the goat in. He, he wants love to come in. He wants people that will sacrifice for others. That's what he mm-hmm. wants. He wants you to see others as you see yourself. That's what he. That's what. That's the. That's what this is all about. Do unto others as you want done unto yourself, but see yourself in others. And that's what people don't. It's just what can they get from everybody? And, and, exactly. And it's not the desire is destroying in this world, this fleshly desire. You know, I know what's going on with the transgender. It's just all fleshly desire. And they're twisting this thing from something that was supposed to be beautiful and love into something perverted and exorcist kind of like. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you know, as you said, and and don't I don't want to be misquoted here. It's not the Christ consciousness. It's the Christ mind, the Christ like mind of yeah. No, I'm not talking about selflessness. That, and, and no, you were right. I mean, you were right on the money. Yeah. No, I'm just talking about what God is, though. People, I don't think they realize this is love. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one union, all love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's all love. I mm-hmm. felt it. It's love. It's beautiful. But you have to forgive others. Yeah, listen, I do a lot of forgiving in my life. But once I forgave, I forgave. First of all, I repented, and I felt terrible about it. You have, it has to be real. It can't be something that comes out of your lip. It has to be something inside your heart. And when that happens, 
and then you forgive the ones that hurt you and you forgive yourself for hurting others, boom. Now you just connected and now you just made it and now you're communicating with Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit. Then they come into your life because now you've, ch you've changed. You've turned everything. you turned this, this thing that turned you upside down. You turned yourself back right, right where you should be. Forgiveness and love and see yourself in others. And that's how, I, that's how I done it. And that's when I, my life started to get better. As soon as I had that forgiveness, I repented really deeply. That's when my body started to heal. That's when I seen the Holy Spirit move in my life. I'm just telling you, you got what happened to me. And um, it's really well, I beautiful. That, I hope that serves as an inspiration <clears throat> to others. And I want to thank you for your time and, so. and your, your yeah, call thank tonight. You. I appreciate and, it. And thanks for all the years you kept me company. I mean it. Well, thank you for listening, Thanks. Anthony. God bless you. You okay. have a great night. God bless you we guys. we got to move on as we are getting near the end of the show. Yes. And um, trying to finish around out the callers here. I don't think we're going to do that. You know here. what? We just, we apologize for the first time callers on the line. We apologize for everyone holding on the line. We just, uh, I think Dave and Troy we, were on there. We, and but we just wiped out. So. We just, there was a Tom, there was a Nancy, First-time callers, we just lost our entire connection on, on the phone lines. We apologize right. for that. Yeah, we have about five minutes left anyway. So uh, <sighs> next week, guys, uh, next Wednesday. Well, it, this proves, though. See, what we just did proves that open lines are like a box of chocolate. You never know what you're going to get, right? <laughs> I want to hit this piece of news. Uh, I saw this during the last break, yep, yep. and I wasn't sure if it was real or not, so I had to search the headline. Obama appoints man who identifies as a woman to faith-based neighborhood partnerships council. Now, understand, this is part of the Agenda 21, uh, UN Vision 2030, yep. um, the post-2015 uh, Sustainable Development Goals, uh, the Faith-Based Partnership Initiatives, the Strong Cities Initiative, all tied together. Now, the president has, or Barack Obama, has appointed a man who identifies as a woman to serve on the advisory council of a faith-based neighborhood partnership. The man, who goes by the name of Barbara Satan, is a veteran of the United States Air Force, formerly served on the United Church of Christ Executive Council. Wait, 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 wait. Who? Barbara Satan. That's surname is, the man is legitimate. Goes by the name Barbara Satan. Is that is that surname uh, a birth surname or is that they something don't that, that lists the real name in this article? Of course. Why would they dig deep into something like that? And right? this is ChristianNews.net. Hey, my name is uh, Doug Lucifer. It says Satan was raised by his mother and father. Right. Died just over a year after Satan was born. Mister and Mrs. Satan. Table for two. At age 54, Barbara took early retirement and began to explore more fully her transgender identity. Satan's biography outlines with the support of her children and a knowledgeable therapist. Whoever Barbara was, uh, Barbara became uh, to understand that her transgender identity was how God made her. Rather than being a curse, it could be a blessing in her life. As a way to more fully explore her identity, she moved out of the family home to live full-time as Barbara Satan. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. He left his Roman, Roman oh, Catholic upbringing, upbringing for the United Church of Christ since Roman Catholicism does not affirm transgender lifestyle. Satan is now involved in a number of homosexual and transgender advocacy groups and was invited to the White House earlier this year to speak with the president 
in the administration on housing issues for seniors who identify as homosexual or transgender. Can you see that? For just seniors. See White House log, you know, uh, Satan <laughs> for Obama. I mean, okay. Satan currently serves as assistant faith work director for the national LGBTQGSYZ task force. Well, Thursday, yeah. Obama announced his intent to nominate 11 individuals to various administrative posts. Satan was included in the list as a member of the Advisory Council on Faith-Based Neighborhood Partnerships. Well, you know, here it is. Uh, there's... Uh, tr- truth is stranger than fiction. And, and I, having gone through my own... Iteration of that, I, I can understand that. I mean, I mean, we don't even know the half of it yet. Exactly, you know. Mark Lane, how many know Mark Lane? Ring a bell. I talked to him today. Well, if you did, it was a long distance call because he has passed away at age eighty nine. Uh, I saw him. In, I don't um, know who he is. I was just Mark Lane was. Uh, um, he was a defense lawyer. He was a social activist, author. He can. Uh, he he wrote a. Uh, this really uh, the, the the book I think that started it all on the Kennedy assassination uh, back in the mid sixties where he said that uh, Oswald could not have acted alone in killing President Kennedy at the time and I saw him in nineteen seventy five at Penn State and uh, he, he was he was an author uh, passed away to, uh, at age eighty nine I got to correct this it's Barbara Satin not Satan. I apologize. Remedial uh, grammar class or what? What do you need? I, I don't know. I don't know what I was seeing. Maybe I was seeing what I... See, and, and isn't that interesting, too, because, um, yeah, we need to be be very careful. Thanks, Rhonda, and thanks, uh, you guys. Well, regardless, um, the fact is you've got this... this confused individual and, and is this under the guise of some sort of you said faith based right oh yeah it, it's uh, what this is is the uh, faith based initiative it, it has to do with housing and um, it is faith based neighborhood partnership council the faith based neighborhood partnership council is appointing this Barbara Satin. Satin. I, I was just about to say. <laughs> well, all right. So, so there it is. There it is, folks. I, I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us tonight. Please tell a friend about this program. Spread the word. Facebook, social media, whatever it takes. Let's thank get the you word for out. Your prayers. We thank yeah. you for your support. Your yeah. time you spend listening. The emails, the mail, absolutely everything. You yeah. guys. We're going to be back with you tomorrow, seven o'clock, straight up Eastern time. Tegor on Friday. Yeah, absolutely. And but tomorrow, i got something special for you tomorrow. Just hang in there. This is the Global Star Radio Network.